We got all the gang back together. I can't believe we're in full house. Oh, I'm getting echo echo, echo, echo. Welcome back, by the way, into that chair, into that room. That's Thank you. Awesome. There was free food that summoned me here. That's right, too. <laughs> I miss uh, free food. Invoked. And then also, it's much easier for me to concentrate when there's not children demanding my attention. Well, <laughs> so certainly. Like, I've, I've been enjoying those baby sounds in the background <laughs> of the podcast. 100%. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they've been quite distinct in the last couple of podcasts. <laughs> yes, yes, she's getting, oh, that's great. She's that's getting great. very loud. Yeah. How are we graced with your presence? Just the free food? Is that it? Free food, and then the children don't bother me. Oh, yeah. oh now I'm now I'm somehow in charge of the F8s. How did that happen? Yeah, hit those oh. F8s. Be on top of those F8s. Or I'm going to F8 on top of you. I don't know That's what that not, means. I don't know. Is that a threat? No. That means I, of course... Have done very little research here. <sighs> I did some homework. I didn't do any because I, I was like so excited that Brian and uh, Art were going to be here. I was like, great, you two talk. I'll just shush. Sure. You call me Brian? <laughs> oh, Brian, right. Brian's here too. Here. <laughs> oh my God. Brian, Amazing. say something so they know you're here. <laughs> Quick. Taylor <laughs> 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 <Damn it>, Brian. <laughs> Today on the Geek Out Podcast, Xbox might still bring some of its games to PlayStation and the Switch. We have all the Super Bowl trailers. Ghosts! <laughs> stupid set photos. Stupid Last of Us. Okay. Moana 2 hits theaters this year. And we talk radio, games, and sports. Sports. Well done. Thank you. I didn't even need to capitalize that. Nerdy is the new sexy. It's good to be a geek. The Zones Geek Out, the podcast. It's the Zones Geek Out podcast, episode 277. We record this on the evening of Tuesday, February 13th, 2024. I'm Webmeister Bud. I host Bud's Weekly Geek Out Wednesdays at 720 with Dylan and Jason in the morning zone. Let's freaking go, everybody. What? what everybody. You, what? what? Who? Are you rallying us? Is yeah, it's just because we're all five here. So let's hear from all Spoilers! of you. I'm so excited. Spoilers! Oh, okay, okay. What order do we go in? Shit. It's Art. Art Aronson here, retired broadcaster, stormtrooper, on loan from the Death Star. Uh, this is tough to say because the Super Bowl is over. Right. <laughs> and usually every day is the Super Bowl for me, but... Especially it was the Super Bowl on Sunday. <laughs> That's it. That's all I got. Logic. I cursed his face. So <laughs> How are those yam fries? <laughs> we were there for art for the Super Bowl too, and he was uh, so frustrated because uh, uh. he had money riding on the game. He stupidly, stupidly bet on San Francisco. How could you be so fiscally irresponsible to bet? like that art i have never seen a team try and shoot themselves in the foot so many times like the san francisco 49ers did in that game uh, uh we were also at a party where a child screamed <laughs> a child oh my it was gosh. very intense yeah. yeah kirsten bought both of her good 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 well-behaved children yeah and they were so good um aurelia just uh was precious <laughs> I forgot she was there for a while. I just left her in her car seat. We all did. And I was like, oh, right. Yeah, my other child. I should get uh-huh. her out of this car seat. And, uh, oh, Indy- not in the car, though. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> 
And then uh, Indy, very good child. He was wearing a head-to-toe tracksuit, so it looked mm-hmm. like he was coming to shake me down for my money that I owed him. It was wow. great. And uh, he was just eating his little cheesies, being good, uh, waiting for the cat to come out so he could pet. He liked cats, right? Oh, he. I don't know. He's just really into cats for some reason. The cat like made an appearance at one point, and like it, you know how cats move. They're so fast. They're like... Yeah. And in that second, Indy went, meow. <laughs> it was like Amazing. he saw the cat and went, meow. <laughs> Amazing. So and that was the appearance of the cat. And then he looked for the cat the rest of the Super Bowl. <laughs> Brian. Oh, hey, yeah. Uh, DJ Wojtano. <laughs> I don't do anything before or after the afternoon zone anymore. <laughs> oh. Retired broadcaster, oh. unknown from the Death Star. I yes. guess I say shit like uh, it's a good day for the crows and stuff now. <laughs> I, I don't know if that's a requirement, but uh, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be back uh, on the podcast. No, but I've man. also been enjoying the heck out of uh, the last uh, several episodes that I wasn't here. Because every single time you point out that I'm probably listening on the bus, which I am. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Screaming at the things we get wrong, I'm sure. Mm Mm-hmm. As a There have been times. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. As a fellow stormtrooper, Brian, I want to know. Do you feel like you bring (laughs) a different energy to that office? Um there are energetic people and people that I do very much enjoy in the office, but Mm -hmm. I definitely know that I've really tested the boundaries already with my (laughs) sense of humor. (laughs) And that I was like, oh, right, I got to be more careful because I'm just so used to being in that radio station office (laughs) where we can almost say pretty much anything as long (laughs) as the mics aren't turned on. Mm -hmm. Um... And, uh, yeah, so there are times when I'd like, and I don't know, I just, I, it's, I, I don't really call it quick wit, but it, maybe it's just lack of filter where <laughs> I will blurt out a joke, um, and then realize I didn't think it through. I didn't, <laughs> oh, I, I didn't no. think my audience, like, cause I've had 16 years of the same audience. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I was just like, oh, I didn't think about my audience when I, uh, when I said that joke. That's so um, funny. And an audience of absolute degenerates here at this office, too, by the way. Like, <laughs> yeah. like we want you to absolutely shock us. Gen- you know, that's the stuff I think generally we like the best. And there's, well, there's so many meetings in government, and I have this incessant need to, like, fill the awkward space and time when really? nobody's saying anything. Oh, and I don't no. know if that's from, you know, my radio days i'm wondering if you have had that issue as well yeah like it makes me Mm. uncomfortable so i don't know if you have had that feeling as well brian i mean i don't like we're we're a talkative bunch like at my office um but yeah i just i I don't know there there, it's I, i just have to kind of Maybe be a little bit more appropriate in terms of just the way i think and being like okay that's for my radio family, <laughs> not for this crew. Well, I think this but crew also has a lot of uh, personality, for lack of a better phrase, but we have something to say about everything. And I feel like yeah. that's not always the case in other work environments. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. Wow, you guys are really selling the government. <laughs> right? Yeah. really want to go there now. Yeah, great. <laughs> 
Well, that, the, my favorite um, term that I've picked up is because like things happen and sometimes things take time. And my the favorite thing that I've, I've my favorite saying that I've picked up uh, in these government offices is it's all pensionable. <laughs> what? So somebody, <laughs> so somebody says to me, it's like, hey, sorry, this is taking a while. I'll, I'll get that answer to you and, and then you'll be able to get your thing. And I'll be like, hey, it's all pensionable. Incredible. Oh, That's amazing wow the 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 hurry up and wait of the government atmosphere i just can't do it it's just oh man it would kill me oh my gosh have you used the phrase i have capacity ryan you what i have capacity i of capacity i have capacity you have capacity capacity. yeah like it's like having bandwidth or spoons it's saying that you can do things you have you have (laughs) why don't you just speak normal words it's government. Jargon, yeah. jargon, jargon, jargon. It's like art today. Someone asked me like eight times, "Do you have capacity, Art?" I'm like, "I guess so. Sure." It's basically asking me if I have space to do other things. So, it's it's just a, a phrase that's used consistently. So, so, I have capacity means, can you do my work for me? Kind well. They, they ask you, do you have capacity? You, or in a meeting, you'll be task. like, okay, you know, I've done such and such and such because you're always reporting something you're doing. And then you say, uh, but, you know, I got capacity if somebody has something, you know, they need me to do. Weird. Yeah. You got to spice no, that up. That's boring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got a flux capacitor. A flux capacitor. I'm gonna. I got so much space. I'm gonna go back in time and do my work and your work and everyone's work. I got a flux capacitor. Anyways, you, sh- <laughs> you shouldn't say that in government that you have capacity. That's what I've learned. Because you're gonna get that basically. Yeah. You're gonna get that capacity is gonna be. And then in that case, yes. if you don't have the f- the capacity, you should say you have no plutonium. Are we still talking about this? <laughs> get a hold of this thing, Buzz Podcast. Let's go. It's your turn. We've been waiting for you. Yeah. Oh, that was Art's preamble. Oh, boy, the world's my oyster now at this point. <laughs> oh, hurry no. it up here. No, Get a handle not. of Bud's podcast. I was just killing time for you. Shush, you filling you. the awkward silence. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> no, I'm good. Don't, don't even talk to me. Let's just move along. Just keep going. Keep going. Kirsten James. Wonderful. Stormtroopers are in the house. Mama's out of the house. Taylor Swift's boyfriend won the toy at the, at the Usher concert. Great. This week on Buzz Weekly Geek Out. Wait, let's go back. <laughs> that was good. Let's go but, back. That was good. What? That is was it, a, that's exactly what happened. Is it true, Bud, that you had no friends who watched the Super Bowl this year? All of your B-Real friends didn't watch the Super Bowl? Yeah, it was quite funny. I mean, there's seven people on my B-Real, but yeah, none of them were watching the sports ball. Did the oh. B-Real like famously go off during the game? Is that why you're... Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, in later part of the game. Oh, here's actually something I wanted to preamble about. Um, I noticed that it was actually during the Super Bowl. I noticed that Brian was tweeting on threads. And I noticed that because guess who what? Tweeting on threads? (laughs) You heard me. (laughs) (laughs) You heard me. Um, Because I did the threads. And I saw that Bud tweeted me as well on it. But I'm not going to do anything on it, all right? um, I'm interested that Brian's doing things on it. And this is how it starts. Oh, was that your first day on it too? Yeah. Oh, was that your first day on it? It was my first day. Well, and you know what sparked it is that I had a uh, a message on uh, from a follower on Instagram asking if I ever if I'm on Threads, and I was like, oh yeah, I downloaded Threads and I never did anything on it, and so I was just kind of going through, and then I was like, obviously, 
everything in my feed was just all about Super Bowl. I was like, oh, well, I will thread about Super Bowl. Yeah. Today. Fired off a tweet on it. Yeah. Um, so I'm just like so out of the habit of doing tweets that I'm, you know, like, and I just feel so good about that. I had to really ramp myself up to, you know, feel okay about disengaging from all these horrible things. And as you guys all know, you've been along with this journey ever since, right? Like, I had to talk myself into that and explain why it was a good idea and rationalize why, right? I'm simply not providing content to Elon Musk's garbage fire, you know? And so I felt good about that. Um... That I'm just like so over it. So I've got the threads. I really wanted to just lock down my name so someone else can't, I don't know, take it and, you know, start tweeting anti Semitic stuff or something, right? Right? Uh, so, so I'm happy I've just got that locked down. It's connected to my stupid Instagram. And then, but I don't know if I'm going to do anything on it. What's interesting to me, though, is I did, ca- I think I, I saw something on it as I just was kind of giving it a glance. I saw Stephen Colbert was like pumping up, hey, John Stewart's on the show tonight, or John Oliver, or whoever. I was like, huh, interesting. I don't, hmm, I don't think I saw that over on Twitter, where I generally do lurk a little bit more. Mm. And sure enough, I went and checked all the Colbert stuff, and he hasn't tweeted since last year. Mm. On, yeah, on, some people are like that. On X Twitter. Some people really are, have made the migration, have made the choice yeah. to go from one to the other. And mm. so, I, I'm very annoying. I'm so pissed about it. I'm so pissed that now there's two of these same things. You At least before... Oh, Kate just walked through. Bud, sweetie, Kate just walked through wearing her Chewbacca costume. <laughs> it's a bear. <laughs> a hoodie thing. Snuggy thing. Um, you know, at least I could. I know that I wasn't really missing out because people generally did the same thing. I thought that that's what would be happening. People would just do the same content on both Twitter or threads. You could make your choice. And that evidently is not the case. People are choosing one or the other to, uh, to be on. And I'm so pissed that now I got to look at two of these things to get the whole picture that I used to be able to get just from one. Annoying. Hellscape. Nightmare. <laughs> I think you should just get rid of X. Just do it. That's, I'm, I'm very close to that. Really? Yeah. Which is tough because I've uh, worked really hard on that account. <laughs> <laughs> arts, arts worthless reviews. Wow. Yeah. Sucks. You two are pretty much the last two holdouts that I personally know. Are you on it, Carson? What? Threads. Yeah, accidentally. Because Instagram accidentally. Well, Instagram keeps on showing me I this, know. like the threads yeah. thing. Uh-huh. And then it'll be... It'll say more to read the rest of it, and I'll click on and it. All of a sudden, I, you're on threads. I want to read the rest of Let's it. See the rest, yes. But it won't let me unless I download that stupid app. I know. It's so annoying. I know. But you know what I've done is, you know, when it downloads on your phone, it puts it way at the back on the back page yeah, of the yeah. apps. And I thought, like, oh, maybe I should move it up to the front page where the other social apps are. I was like, yeah, no, 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 you stay over there. I don't want to. Just easily, lazily go into threads and then be sucked into that whole world. And you know what I ought to do is probably move Twitter over there as well. Yeah. I requested yes. a follow of you, Paul, and I haven't. Christ, I've got to do a thing. i got to open I'm it glad up. that you told us that on this podcast, that you filled that <laughs> silence so everybody knows now. <laughs> Thanks, Art. <laughs> this week on Bud's Weekly Geek Out. Hit that F8, Kirsten. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I was looking at threads. (laughs) (laughs) A weird sort of approach for me. I'm 
I've, I've, I talked about a thing that has not happened yet. I've talked about a thing that is going to happen on Thursday at noon. The official Xbox podcast is going to have Phil Spencer, like head of Microsoft Gaming, and two of the top people from the Xbox portion of Microsoft on the official podcast to talk about the state of the business. And the reason that they're doing this is because God, back in December, the CFO of Xbox said, our mission is to bring our first party experiences and subscription services to every screen that can play games. This includes what we would have thought of as competitors in the past, like PlayStation and Nintendo. Internet explodes at the idea of Xbox games on non-Xbox consoles. But two days later, Phil Spencer makes a statement is like, we have no plans to bring Xbox Game Pass to PlayStation or Nintendo. But the rumors did not stop, which is weird because normally when somebody high up at the company says something like that, the rumors stop. The rumors did not stop. And so on Thursday at noon, on the weirdest format being a podcast, they're going to talk about this and everyone is presuming that it's going to mean multi-platform for certain Xbox games. Personally, I just want Hi-Fi Rush on the Switch. Um, but it would be a really interesting business move because Microsoft has had not the best couple of years of late. Mm. So yeah, uh, it will either be old news by next Wednesday or I'll be able to ignore it and bury it by next Wednesday if it was a nothing burger. But uh, yeah, we'll see what happens Thursday at noon. Paul, your hair looks great. Yeah, pretty. Thank so you. why do you why do you think that dude would lie then? If that's what they are actually going to do, why do you think that dude would be like, no, no, this isn't what ha what's happening at all? I don't think he lied. I think he said what he knew. Oh my God! Please send me that photo. That's why it's um, I think he <laughs> said what he knew were were in the business plans, and Phil Spencer came out and and kiboshed the thing because yes, they are still planning it, but no, they're not planning it right now and maybe they're planning it for spring or maybe summer or whatever but i think they had to address all the rumors that keep coming and compounding this is the fact that right about now the funk, funk soul, soul brothers, brothers. no nope, right about now <laughs> yeah! Amazing. Sorry. wrong wrong branch right about now every february for the past few years there has been a nintendo direct mid-month and the latest rumor is that they're going to drop on the same day. So Microsoft will do their thing, and then Nintendo will drop a Nintendo Direct and Shadow Drop whatever, like Hi-Fi Rush or whatever games are coming to it. So, But nobody can say anything until they can officially say a thing, and I'm sure everything's on contracts and papers and whatnot, if anything is happening. And so it's weird for me to speculate like this, but it's just such a big rumor swirl. I just can't wait to get to Thursday noon and find out what the frick is going on. We'll follow you on threads and Twitter to find out how you feel about it. But thank you. I appreciate that. Coming soon, the Superb Owl Edition. <laughs> Because, of course, it was the Super Bowl. Tons of trailers dropped. I, we, I've listed all of them in the show notes. I don't know if we need to talk about every single one, but we will talk about Deadpool and Wolverine in theaters July 26th. Why would we talk about this one? Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> the twist 
you know what? I have to assume that if you're listening, then just like Brian and Art and Paul and Kirsten, you have done your homework and you have watched the trailers. <laughs> oh, I love how, how much hope you have for us. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just going to say it. The freaking TVA is involved with this trailer and that actually kind of makes a lot of sense for how we might be able to work Deadpool and Wolverine in together on this whole Marvel universe, but it keeps its irreverence and cussing and Deadpool attitude, I think, in the trailer. So, so far, feeling good feelings about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was yeah, really hyped. Sorry. I thought we... Sorry. Oh, this, hey, I missed this, talking over each other. <laughs> um, I totally thought that... Uh, we kind of knew that the TV because wasn't like Owen I, Wilson rumored to be in this. I think so. Yeah, nope. didn't we get a set photo or something? Unless it was like one of those um, photoshopped ones or whatever. Reportedly. So anyway, I wasn't super surprised about the uh, the TVA oh, being. I was there. super and surprised, it, and it also because the the big set photo that um, we did see from this obviously was the the Wolverine uh, in his yellow suit. Yeah, but like you see, there were a lot of set photos where it showed them fighting in what really seemed like the void because it was like this desert area that they were fighting, oh, yeah. and then one of the things in the backdrop. Uh, in the set photo and also in the the trailer was the 20th Century Fox logo. Oh my god! <laughs> Which is something is like, oh, that that, it got pruned. Right? Amazing. <laughs> oh, because it's 21st Century Fox, right? Isn't it? No, it's because well, it's just it doesn't like exactly Oh, right, because Disney. they're a Disney now. Yeah. yeah. Right. Oh, right, 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 right. Is this the movie that fixes Marvel? Isn't that what they said too? Like, it, which is funny that, that that's what they said in the trailer. Um, the Marvel Jesus. The Marvel Marvel, Marvel Jesus. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> and I kind of like when he said that line. I was nodding. I was like, "Yep, yeah, pretty much." I think so. Like this trailer got me really hyped for it. Like I was excited for it anyway. But just seeing it and seeing him making fun of Disney and seeing mm-hmm. Ryan Reynolds just do his stupid Ryan Reynolds thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then <laughs> like, it, it looks like it's got a kind of an interesting plot to be bringing in the MCU. And, um, for people that didn't know because of the set photos that Wolverine was going to be in this, um, just having that tease of him as the shadow was kind of oh, cool. And yeah. then of course the My huge God, reveal yes. that the movie is called Daredevil or Daredevil, that the movie <laughs> is called Deadpool and Wolverine. Yeah. And not yeah. Deadpool three or something. Right. Yeah, like that's yeah. cause we, I think all thought, Oh, well he'll be in it for a little bit or. Oh, it's going to be like a buddy comedy. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. exciting. How pissed are you are that those said photos came out and that, that the costume was ruined for us because mm. I don't know. Yeah. I, we should see that. At a Super Bowl. That's where I want to see that. That's that's the appropriate level of hype. Not just seeing sure. these grainy ass, you know, sniper photographer photos in the <laughs> desert. It sucks. And they teased it in Logan, right? That suit. The comics did in they? Logan, the movie Logan. They did? Because they had like comics of Wolverine there and he was in that suit. So right. that's, I think that's yeah. the first time I saw it. I'm, I'm sad. Now I wish I had seen that at the Super Bowl. And now I'm mad that it wasn't in the Super Bowl trailer, that it was just a shadow. Yeah, that's because right. Because people that didn't know, they don't know it's Hugh Jackman, right? They could be anybody mm, playing yeah. Wolverine. I suppose. They, right. 
Oh, yeah. You mean it was like you saw the the suit, the yellow suit, but you only see the back of his head. Yeah. yeah. So it could you be anyone. People might not know that it's Hugh Jackman. And may, hey, oh jeez. I wonder. Is it That's not? That's a big rock to be stuck under. Is it not Hugh Jackman? Like, I know Hugh Jackman's in the movie. Yes. But do you think oh. somebody oh. else is going to be Wolverine? And no. that's why they didn't no. show oh, so, Okay, I have, I have so a, a theory about that. Well, first of all, can I go back to answer uh, Art's question? Is no, I'm sorry. There's some time. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> is this going to fix the, uh, is this going to fix Marvel? And this is not me having been gone for like a month and government stormtrooper but my answer is i don't think so yeah why not that not that it's like not that it's not going to be a good movie i think it's going to be fun i think it's going to be fine um but i think i compare this to like guardians of the galaxy volume three mm. where it's it's a good movie the rest of the movies moving forward could still be shit mm-hmm. you know it's it's mm-hmm. like it really kind of depends like one movie can't fix um the slump that Marvel and Disney has gotten itself into, right? And the slump is just that business decision of overloading fans with content to the point where you're overloading your VFX teams, overloading your writers Mm -hmm. to make subpar content. Now, if this is a chance, like I think the decision to make Deadpool the only Marvel movie this year can kind of sort of course correct for them, but... They still have very ambitious plans with this like multiverse phase, so it just has to be like it, it can't all lie on on Deadpool. As good as this movie looks, I don't think it it can all it can't all rely on that because then your next ones are going to be like the next Captain America, the Thunderbolts, all these other things leading up to Secret Wars. Mm. So. So yeah, I, I I say no. I don't think it, this is the savior of the the Marvel universe. Plus, you also still have the shit that Sony's putting out under the Marvel umbrella. <laughs> oh, it's true. Yeah. They, they don't true. they in very very tiny font putting in association with Marvel. <laughs> yeah. if they want to be like, yeah, we're Marvel. Did you hear about um, Dakota Fanning? Like, so she's kind of pumped. Like, she's sort of doing press for this movie, but she's also sort of kind of backing the fuck off and like, oh, I know this movie's gonna be shit. I, she me, was going hot for a while. She was like on the Tonight Show and SNL, and like uh, 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 Sydney Sweeney was out there on Hot Ones and everything. That was all to pump Madam Web, and now it yeah it does well, seem like they're, they're just fulfilling like, their contractual obligations to promote. Yes, but now they gotta gotta do some PR because what I've heard is that the people that signed up for this movie. Thought they were they were in an MCU movie. Yeah. (laughs) Did I say Dakota Fanning? No, Dakota Johnson. Yeah. (laughs) Dakota Johnson thought she was gonna be in the MCU. She didn't know she was in an MCU adjacent (gasps) Sony movie. Wait. So wait, that's like on her her people though, right? I mean, I guess it's kinda on her for not reading the contract, but like wow. Yeah. You think, you think Sydney was also duped? Probably. <laughs> I saw a great, great tweet uh, saying, oh, "Do we need? Do we even need to review Madam Web? <laughs> These aren't real movies. It's like reviewing AI-generated Ooh. YouTube channels. Ooh. Review a Winamp visualizer or fan films. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so dang. that's also the thing. Is it's like you know, as much as Deadpool can maybe save Marvel." 
Sony will probably bring it back down because they've got the Marvel logo (laughs) in front of all of their movies. And yeah, for the casual fan, it's just as more Marvel junk. You know, just more Marvel stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, the thing about about Deadpool though, it's about this. This is the savior thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Let me just say, as a as a qualifier, I do think this looks good. Trailer looks good. Looks like a fun movie. Looks like a fun sequel. I can't wait for the buddy comedy aspect. However, I just think that like the TVA to have that aspect in this movie, that element, Mm -hmm. I just think you're going straight from you're lifting something that is from some of the weaker Marvel stuff. You know, as as popular as Loki is, as quality as Loki is, there's a lot of Marvel fans who do not give a care about it. A lot of just movie fans who are not mm-hmm. going to spend time with Loki and don't know what the TVA is and don't care about any of that stuff. It's grafting from the worst of Marvel to then bring in these characters and as like a um, um, a plot point or a plot hinge. I just really hope that they they use the TVA to get the things going, the ball rolling, put them in that universe. And then carry on. Just do a Deadpool adventure. Do not get caught up in all the Marvel crap that connects it to the other universe as much as it is now and as much as that'll be interesting to watch Deadpool, you know, break the fourth wall about it constantly. Yeah. No, I think, yeah, I think that's still what's going to be good about this is this is still going to be like a contained Deadpool adventure. So you're still you're going to see, you know, other Marvel you know, MCU superheroes or make make cameos and stuff, but it's still all going to be like, look at my balls. I'm yeah, and I think that's the advantage that this movie has. Like, if we're talking about saving the M- MCU, like, this movie has the advantage of being allowed to be R-rated or 18A, right? right. Whereas mm, yeah. none of the other Marvel movies are. So if we're talking about how all of the other Marvel movies are samey, samey, same, Deadpool has the one up for adults that it can have that R rating and make that pegging joke in a trailer. In a trailer! trailer. Um, So I think it has that as an advantage going for it that's going to make it enjoyable versus anything else that Marvel can put out. It's the one unique selling point of this movie. That's fair. Not that it'll save cinema or, again, combat the Sony-ness of it. Yeah, I think I asked that question, though, because we have such a beloved character in Wolverine. We have Deadpool, Ryan Reynolds, who really can do no wrong. If there was a possibility to change the course of the MCU, a movie like this and properties like this could possibly do that. That's. Could you imagine if this movie literally changed the course of the MCU? <laughs> Honestly, I'd love it. I, wouldn't yeah. you just love you know, to see the Marvel or the universe... Be fun to watch yeah. <laughs> in the way that Deadpool so consistently is. And we got Tom's Wands again. Yeah, okay, Secret Brit, which apparently Bud knew about. Oh, Tom's yeah. Wands Gam is a secret Brit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had something else to say about the Sting trailer. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Did you guys see after the trailer played what Ryan Reynolds tweeted? No, what? Because it was a Super Bowl trailer. He tweeted a picture of himself in front of his TV in the trailer, and he said, yeah, Deadpool coming your way. Hey, by the way, has anyone seen my wife? Which was <laughs> yeah. hilarious. That's, That's very funny. funny. Hey, yeah. the real MVP was uh, her hair up there in that box. Yeah, yeah, she was wearing what Indy was wearing, but in red. That's right. Yeah, yeah the... <laughs> 
<laughs> the mobster tracks it. It's so true. <laughs> oh my god, Indy and uh, Blake Lively yeah. showing up at my door, just like. Uh, <laughs> pounding their fists, <laughs> looking for my gambling money. <laughs> to, to try, here to pick up the vig. <laughs> two, two blondes. Um, on this, so first of all, can before we move on from the Deadpool trailer, can I talk about some of the nerdy things that I picked out? Oh, please. Oh, We've been missing this. Yeah. <laughs> please, yeah, please make this podcast sound like a geeky podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um. They, so that's, I thought it was funny, the, the birthday thing, because it, it obviously picks up from the uh, not really post credits, but I guess maybe mid credit scene from the last Deadpool movie where he uses Cable's time travel device to, you know, save his girlfriend, pretty much save all of his friends, so that they're all there. Um, which probably this this maybe is what prompts a visit from the TVA. But yeah, no, that um, makes perfect sense. Uh, yeah, we we talked about the void in the 20th Century Fox logo. <laughs> um, so in the last scene, uh, the. I I didn't like so I saw the I saw the whole thing and I I noticed it but I didn't really kind of stop to zoom in and I just saw on the internet later that uh right beside Deadpool just before he you know Wolverine uh opens his claws or whatever yeah uh in the sh- in shadow uh there's like a Secret Wars comic right <laughs> what beside Deadpool amazing cool kind of a funny little uh little nod yeah um also Aaron Stanford's in this he's Pyro from the X Men movies. Oh, funny! As that oh. is he in here as Pyro yeah. again? He's in there. He's in there because like he's never wow. in. He was in X Two and X Men: The Last Stand. This is so. And TV. he's never really in his comic accurate kind of suit. And here he is. And it's so he's saying something like, "Oh, this is the I love this part" or something in uh, uh, in the trailer. And I, it took me a sec to to kind of figure out who the hell that is, and then I'd sort of just kind of rewatch it. That's like, oh, right. Yeah, That's a really really quick moment. It's him. For, it's he's he's the guy yeah. from X Men uh, and X Men: Last Stand. Um, but that's going to be kind of cool. So it's like bringing in some characters from the X Men, some more characters outside of Hugh Jackman from the X Men universe. Love it so much. Um, <clears throat> there's one part where he's like in this wintry forest, so it looks like he's. In that Sokovia, that wintry Sokovia scene in Age of Ultron, mm. like maybe he drops in on the Avengers, <laughs> like or or maybe like a, um, what do they call it, a variant timeline or whatever, alternate timeline of the Avengers branched. Age of Ultron, a branch timeline. So he's like he's he's that's that's where he like he looks like he's having a fight with the TVA agents there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, there's another scene where it looks like you're going to see Wolverine, and he's in a white tux. Yeah, that's right. They the approach back. him from behind. He's at like a gambling table or something. So there's this comic run of Wolverine as like this kind of vigilante agent in uh, Madripoor, and we see Madripoor in the MCU already in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Amazing. This is like the um, the country, like kind of the the country with all where all the criminals go. Yeah. Um, like Agent and, Thirteen. <laughs> yeah. Right. So uh, there's this comic, like a bunch of comic um, books where Wolverine is this agent agent in Madripoor and he's called Patch. So, and there's like a, a really cool picture of Wolverine in a white tux with an eye patch on um, cool. from, the, from the comics. So it looks like that, like they're probably like, there's something to do with Madripoor, but I have a, like my theory is that when he turns around, I don't think it's going to be Hugh Jackman. 
Oh, that would be, be amazing. One of like one of the people rumored to to kind of like one of the rumored cameos. Like, and my money, and this is for a caboose. Oh, for when this comes out later on this year, my money is going to be it's Daniel Radcliffe. Oh, oh my god! Why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, he's been I was like so you're gonna he's just gonna be walking through. Would freaking love that. And you that. see him, and you see him from the back, and then he turns around, and you're thinking it's Hugh Jackman, and it's somebody completely different. And wouldn't that be a because Daniel Radcliffe was one of the rumored people, yeah. or like one of the the people that's like, oh, he could play Wolverine. He's like jacked <laughs> and he's short enough. Hilarious. Like people would be people always bad. Who's the other guy that everybody wanted enough. to be? Taron Edgerton. Uh, yeah, Taron Edgerton. Oh, of course. Was the other thing that I was Kristen's favorite. Mm-hmm. Jeremy Allen White could do it too. I think. Yeah, that yeah. underwear photo of him. Before that underwear photo, I was like, no, no, no. But now that I've seen the underwear photo, yes. And he again, he's short enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very short. Yeah. Jared Kiso, who plays Wayne on White Letter Kenny. That's what you keep saying. I don't know who that man is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to uh, see him so in his underwear are, to judge I think it. All the other. <laughs> I'll find it. Those are the other things that I've I picked out. Um, Pretty great. Pretty great. So, love it. When does this yep. movie come out? By the way. Uh, this movie comes out July 26th. Pod oh, date. Put right it in your on. calendars, everyone, now. Okay. We're going. S- summer blockbuster. The, yeah, summer blockbuster. We're Let's going go. to this movie. Let's do it. Next up, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes in theaters May 10th. Really neat little narrative bit there. You know, in their time, human beings were capable of many great things. But now it's our time. <laughs> Hilarious! Over the past couple of weeks, I've been uh, rewatching those Planet of the Apes movies. From, oh, they're good. Uh, they're good. I gotta do yeah. that. Uh, they're really, really good. <laughs> they really yeah, it was, are. It was funny because um, so the the first one is Rise <laughs> of the Planet of the Apes. The second one is Dawn. Yeah. Of the Planet of the Apes. And then the third one is War, the one with Woody Harrelson. Oh, right. right. And I watched War for the Planet of the Apes in theaters but i 100 percent fell asleep <gasps> in that movie uh-huh. wow. um because i watched it and i i remembered i was in the theater to watch it but watching it with my kids on disney plus it was like that's the this is like the first time because i do not remember a single moment uh from this movie and it was so good yeah wow really good. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I'm excited for, for this one. And this one takes place like 300 years after war. Oh, Holy really? smokes. Yeah. So are the monkeys talking now at this point then? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're full. It's like full evolution. Full sentences. Yeah, oh, they full are. Evolution. Hey? They, okay. they're the ones. Kevin Durand is Proximus Caesar. Great job. I don't know this guy from anything else. Mm. He's been in a bunch of things, but like, I guess, smaller roles and nothing that I really recognize him from. William H. Macy's in this movie. Oh, perfect. He comes. Um, and Dykin Lockman, who uh, we see occasionally. Where was she last? She was in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I know her from the Joss Whedon series Dollhouse. Uh, she's just cool. Um, so, yeah, William H. Macy and Dykin Lockman, no idea what their roles are in this. The is. Um. Dykin Lockman, is she the one, like the human? Is she, does she play human in this? Or who is the human? I don't, oh, around? no, no. The human is uh, Fre- uh, Freya Allen. Yeah, Freya she looks Allen. familiar. I don't know where I've seen her, but. Oh, sorry. Dykin Lockman was also in Severance. Oh, right. Okay. So, Freya, like the human in this. Freya Allen. Um, yeah. 
so the trailer kind of gives you a little bit more insight into what might be going on, but like they're talking about the human in this being smarter than that's uh, right normal humans, and I think they made it maybe gender swap the Charlton Heston. Do you think that oh, we're, that's where we're neat. at now? Do you think this might I be? I think the... she's the astronaut. Yeah, wow, I love that. Wow, wow. We're, I we've love that. Got back to the original. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, because I was just gonna say maybe you can you know. Um, back me up on this, Brian. If you're rewatching these movies, it is fascinating that what they've been able to do with Planet of the Apes in uh-huh. the last 20 years. The, this yeah. movie, you know, it comes out. It's big. It's a big flick, but because of that ending, right? It's an interesting yeah. concept, and that big ending, it becomes you know like a proto blockbuster. But then, that, are you talking about like sorry the newer ones? Or no, no, no. no. About the original, like the Chuck Heston, right. yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. And then from there, they just start cranking out these cheaper and cheesier sequels. It just became like almost a parody. It was like B or C class sci-fi, right? It yeah. was kind of a, a punchline. And that was that way for a long time, and that's kind of just what Planet of the Apes that what, what that franchise was one good movie and endless trash, and then <laughs> and then for them to like to completely do a reboot of it um, and make like really quality sci-fi cool movies out of a kind of a cheesy you know B concept. Mm-hmm. Good job, you guys. Totally, yep. truly, yeah. yeah, very much. Because like when I want like so my kids were curious about like what is planet of the apes so i showed them we basically went on disney plus turned the first charlton heston one so wow. it's it planet of the apes and i skipped through because obviously so with slow. those movies there's like hey sing. they're crashing a plane or if they're crashing their ship that whole sequence is like 10 15 minutes of them going oh yeah. no <laughs> so truly yeah. um so i sort of skipped through and then kind of just was telling them okay this is what's happening in this part all the way through to the end to like kind of sort of the major spoiler alert twist that they were on earth the whole time Mm -hmm. so i I wanted them to know that so that they can see this kind of new reboot reiterate like and it's funny i showed them the trailer i only showed them the trailer for the mark Wahlberg one and said guys this is not really good. Yeah. Well done. Good oh, dad I right there. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get your sticking hands off me, you damn dirty apes. Yeah. <laughs> I, so, I, I, yeah, I just showed them the trailer for that and said, this is not really good. This is the, this next one, uh, and unfortunately it has the, the bad Franco, but <laughs> this next one, the story is fantastic. And it, it not only explains how apes became so smart, but it explained how the human race got wiped out yeah um and that's what was like you know you guys have to watch watch this one and they they watched it, it was maybe a little intense at times for kian but then he got invested to the point nice. where it's like we spent an entire week there was just one weekend where we went through the entire uh trilogy up until so and now like you know when the super bowl spot came out they were into it they like they're okay gravy. we really got to go and check this out in the theaters so awesome that's wild. Good dad. <laughs> Showing my kids ape movies. <laughs> well, why or not? just why the trailers. <laughs> or trailers. <laughs> or just trailers, yeah. Next up, A Quiet Place colon day one. We have both a Super Bowl spot, which ran more recently, and a trailer, which we got a few days before. This will be in theaters June 28th. 
uh, market differences between the two. You you open up on John Krasinski and, and Emily Blunt and family doing a sign language thing after having adapted to this for quite a while. Uh, the Super Bowl spot, I believe, mostly shows what is in the trailer, so you could skip that and just go to the trailer if you wanted to. But yeah, I believe this is the origin story of the Sonic Aliens. Okay, that was going to so be my this question. Is <laughs> origin story? Not, yeah. Yeah. This is not directed by John Krasinski. This is... Yeah, I think he wrote it. Yeah, he's involved somehow. Like he's involved, but I don't think he actually. I think he took a step back for for this one. So this will be kind of from a different person's eye. I, I would imagine. Interesting. Yeah, that's interesting because um, it is his baby, right? He mm. he wrote and directed the first one. Mm-hmm. First yeah. two. Two. First two. Yeah, it's yeah. interesting that because he definitely spends a lot of time with. Um, like the landing of the aliens in that second one, right? There's that like huge flashback scene. It's like, it's like, I don't know. It feels like it's the first quarter of that movie, but you know, clearly he has an interest in what it would have been like, you know, when the chaos is first starting up. Um, and it also, I, it's like, it's so funny. It's like, what do we got left in this cow here? People are interested still in the, the concept and the conceit of this thing, but I don't know if they want to spend another two hours in a, absolutely quiet theater right like are people getting sick of that element of yeah. these movies listening to other people eat. yeah yeah that's fair yeah, yeah. The, the um, thing though so like the i guess the main difference with this because yeah i i thought about that too i was like well we saw day one in the first sequence uh, of the sequel uh this is day one this is two hours place. of day one. <laughs> well, this is two hours of day one taking place in New York. And a different perspective. Um, wow, that's too. cool. Yeah. So a different perspective. Right, yeah, not his family. Person. Yeah, yeah. Because that yeah, oh, that takes place in a small town, right? That's a small town, yeah. Small so town New York, that's America, quite somewhere. Yeah. interesting. A very, very um, loud town. This one's mm. led by Lupita Nyong'o. Mm-hmm. So that already in itself. And then Jimon Hunsu, who was in the second one is in this one so it kind of shows a little bit like he's sort of the connective tissue uh between these two like the second and the third one so you get to see how his character got from new york to that island that uh, they ended up in the in the last one um so they're interesting i think there are interesting elements of this joseph quinn as well from um stranger uh, Stranger things Things. yeah is, is in this as well so wild I like Lupita Nyong'o in um, in the horror movies. Like she's yes, she's phenomenal. They go together so well, and I feel like if she's signed on to this movie, it gives me faith that yes, it should exist. To answer your question, Art, do we need this? <laughs> I wasn't going to ask about this. <laughs> I could see that you wanted to. No. <laughs> Wicked in theaters November twenty seventh. So we have Cynthia, pardon me, Cynthia Erivo, Ariana Grande, Michelle Yeoh, Jeff Goldblum uh, in this, which is, okay, let's see, uh, movie, Broadway show, movie. I think they were the book. book. It's a book. Yeah. Book, <laughs> book, book, movie, Broadway show, mo- that's what yeah. it was. That was. There we go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this looks great, this trailer, actually. I, I've never seen the musical. Have you, Kristen? Yeah, I've seen it. Is um, it good? Yeah, it's good. It's good. Yeah. Musical theater nerds like love this musical, and this is famously where... Um, uh, Adele Dazeem. Thank you. It, that's exactly oh, really? what I was yeah. trying to remember. Was Adele Adina Menzel. Yeah. Um, this is where she got her start. Well, it, was a, it was Adina Menzel and Kristen Chenoweth who um, yeah. started these characters. Um, so 
I'm excited to see it. I think it looks really good. I thought that the graphics looked good. Better that there was like yes. one scene in the Deadpool trailer. I was like, oh no, there's those MCU graphics again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't see them in this one. I was like, oh, this this actually looks pretty good. Yeah, they've done, you know, recently they've tried to uh, reboot or like modernize something to do with the Wizard of Oz. Like the bad Franco was, they played the Wizard of Oz recently. Oh, that's right. Too. I forgot Somewhat all about recently. that thing. Yeah. yeah. And, and as much as they try and recreate that visual style of the original Judy Garland movie, it you know, it's always just seems so slick and so modern and mm-hmm. so gummy and it's just no good but f- from this trailer anyways as modern and slick and glossy as this looks yeah. they seem to have you know they are they're at least very least speaking the same visual language as that original one and it it looked great to me it's a good story it's an interesting story yeah um, like so i think people are gonna like it if they've never seen wicked um I, I mean, it's got a great cast in it. Jeff Goldblum is the wizard. Is great cast. Amazing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Was well, that why he says the wickedly talented? That's, that <laughs> oh, is that oh my God. We're back to John Travolta. Oh, my God. Wait a minute. That's what I had no idea. That's why he it so gross. Yeah. Oh. That all makes sense now. <laughs> well, that's so at least funny. why oh they wrote God. that for him. Yes. He's the one who just put all that horrific grainy <laughs> mustard on it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah. What a fantastic pop culture time warp we just went through. They probably like underlined it on the teleprompter for him, and he was like, "Okay, Travolta, put a little magic on this." Wicked, it's funny because like the whole time you're thinking, you're thinking he just picked like wickedly because he's just trying to stall time to be able to pronounce the name, right? Yeah, but that's what tripped him up. This wh- has been amazing to watch in real time, by the way. That's oh amazing. Wow. Good connection. <laughs> yeah, good job, Art. I don't know. Of all, everything that I've ever read or seen about that horrible moment, I never, it never occurred to me. It's an unforgettable moment, really. Oh, God. I yeah. can't believe you guys didn't. Oh, that's oh. so funny. Okay. <laughs> oh, I, I hate it so much. <laughs> Just thinking about John Travolta saying it's, that word. It's the, yeah, it's the wickedly into how he, like, it's like he's yeah, pooping he's himself. Just, it's like watching a person poop himself in real oh, time. I'm on stage. I'm also saying, I gotta get off stage and change my pants. It's so bad. Okay. The Fall Guy. This is a one minute trailer that feels about three minutes long. Um, it's just a lot of quick cuts showing you the things that are in the movie. It's a Super Bowl spot. It's just meant to grab your attention. I guess it does. In theaters, May 3rd. Twisters. <laughs> Plural. In theaters, July 19th. No, no concepts at all that we can leave alone. Okay, Absolutely not. I love how the trailer for this movie made the reveal of the title, like, that it was going to be this epic thing, just like <laughs> a revealing T. W. I. And it's just like the whole thing, and it gets to the end. Yes. <laughs> like, okay, right. There's two of them. Wow. Or well, like, and there was could, like could be three. No, but that was the other stupid thing. It's like you could have just called it Twisters. We get it. It's a sequel. It's called Twisters. Haha. Mm-hmm. Very good. Yeah. But no, no, no. There's actually two, and they say the line. There's twins. <laughs> we got twins. <laughs> we got twins. Because they couldn't I'm, just I, take I the care. easy I'm win. It, I'm calling it Twister Two. Yeah. No, no, my God. Too twisted. 
too fast. Twisted tears. Yikes. Oh my gosh. What was it in the original Twister? Helen was, Hunt. Yeah, Helen no, Hunt. no, 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 not uh, who was in it, but Bill like Pullman. they were scientists, right? And Pullman. they were trying to get those balls in the Bill Pullman. T- tornado for some reason. But in this one, they don't look like scientists. They still got those balls, but they look like they're thrill seekers. Oh. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, see, I think sure it, they're like weather chasers or storm weather, chasers. Yeah, but they, like, what was the whole reason for Twister? Why did okay. they want to get those balls in the tornado? Because they try, wanted to try to measure the or take, have those things take measurements of the tornado so that they can update warning systems. Let me imitate Ed Bain imitating Twister. He always just has this line from Twister. They're not in it for the science. They're in it for the money. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Yeah. Okay. I remember that. And so I think in this movie, they're not in it for the science. They're in it for the clout. That's what I think. They're in it for the views. I like that. They want to get on TikTok. I like that truck that had like the board, like... (laughs) Baird get into the ground so that the twister. That was actually up. quite brilliant. I think good guys steal that idea. That's oh pretty God. smart. Anyway. But what, your windows are still going to get broken. <laughs> Absolutely, they, they are. Don't need yep. logic. They're not in it for the windows. They're in it for the clouds. Somewhere, <laughs> a cow goes flying into it. Two cows. Um, two cows. We got twins. <laughs> Bill Paxton. Not Bill by Pullman. The way. It's the the late Bill Paxton. Paxton. Yeah. Yes, I'm sorry. And also the late Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yes, that's right. All right. Wow. Man, those guys are both legends. Oh. Mm-hmm. A short recut of a trailer we've already seen for Monkey Man also showed up on the Super Bowl. Okay. Um, <laughs> and also kind of a short recut of the whole John Krasinski, Randall Park, if thing. Brian, Inside you have been loving that last week, right? When that, when that came out. Oh, God. Brilliant, 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 brilliant. But Brian is like a big Office fan, and that particular scene oh, yeah. is just so good, right? Yeah, I really like that. Yeah. I really like that. But, like, everything that Kirsten said was was uh, very on point in terms of, like, man, that's like a cold open, a really short scene that's stood the test of time. And I think it's because it's like a meme, mm-hmm. right? Like, anytime you see um, Randall Park uh, on, like, his picture on the internet, the Hundred percent. The comment section is going to mention Jim Halpert oh, yeah. somewhere. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, those cold opens, though, it's like they're so cute and cozy and digestible and funny. And there's it's, sometimes it's like the funniest part of the whole entire show. And that yeah. little scene became iconic. So that's yeah. really great. That's in one of the later seasons too. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. 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 Inside Out two, same thing. Super Bowl spot. Pretty short. And Despicable Me 4, I wonder if this is another case of a sequence that was made for the trailers and won't particularly be in the movie. I quite enjoyed it. It was just the Minions experimenting with AI picture generation and how terrible those things go. Hmm. Great. So that's it for the Super Bowl spots. Now we have the regular coming soon. And we start with a late-breaking trailer for the Oscars 2024, uh, set in Barbie land with Jimmy Kimmel, Kate McKinnon, America Ferreira, and Ryan Gosling. Jimmy Kimmel is going to save the Oscars. (laughs) He's going to save hosting. Yeah. 
<laughs> Save these things needing a host. It's pretty great, actually. Like, for, for one thing, he seems really checked out. Like, he doesn't care at all. But maybe that's just he's playing that that's up. That's his stick, isn't I guess it? that's his stick. Like, well, kind of. Yeah. yeah, I guess he's so. He's kind of like, whatever. Like, I, I feel like Jimmy Kimmel, as an action, is a shrug. Yeah. Like, he's just a shrug. That's true, mm-hmm. I guess. Shrug. But, Shrug. I mean, he. this thing is so beautiful because it just plays on, yeah, the Joe Coy uh, t- uh, controversy and, like, <laughs> yeah. how bad hosting can be. Um, and then also the... Oh, the Barbie controversy. The Barbie, yeah, the Greta line the, had me dying. So good. Yeah. Oh, my God. So good yeah. in this trailer. Yeah. yeah. I loved, like, the Kimmel stuff with Damon... Like it's still Guillermo. Like, yeah, that was really that funny. was so good. And I was like, oh, any chance he could, that guy can get to tear down Matt Damon? It doesn't get old. I don't know how it doesn't get old, but it doesn't. No. I'm like, oh my god, it was I, great. I like Guillermo too. Is he? He should be a part of this. He somehow. wasn't. He no, wasn't. No, oh, no. that's too bad. But Ryan Gosling was very good as well. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh my god, just having so much fun yeah. with that. Oh, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> Yeah. Throw away the in and out. Oh, God, it was so, so funny. Yeah, I know. Jimmy Kimmel is my least favorite, you know, late night host these is days. He? I never watch him. Yeah, it's not to say that he's bad. He's just not my flavor. I just I don't go to him for mm. anything uh, unless someone I really really like is getting interviewed, and even then I don't really like it. But um, I think I but watch him because his buddies are my buddies. Like yeah, your pal Chris. Your pal yeah. Chris. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But he's a great Oscars host. Yeah, weirdly. So, but you know what? I never was a big fan of Billy Crystal either. But he did a great job. Oh, with I love that thing. Billy. I, Billy Crystal was like my childhood of watching the Oscars, and yes, I just thought I could see that that he was the man that would always host the Oscars. Truly, I felt that too. And the, those, uh, you know, the things where he puts himself in the movie at the beginning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't yeah. realize that that wasn't an Oscar thing, that that was like a, a Billy Crystal thing. And so sure. when that stopped, I was like, where's the thing where you're in the movie? Like, These aren't the Oscars I'm used to. Not, what is this? Um, that kind of moved over to the MTV Awards, weirdly. Yeah. 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 Or they would do it oh, there, funny. comedians or whoever was hosting. MTV Awards. But yeah. I, I'm excited. I mean, I like the Oscars every year, and I know it's the whole thing of like, oh, they're who are they going to give it to? And all the disagreements. And But I just, I don't know. I enjoy them every year, and I think Kimmel's going to be a good host for this. And It'll be fine. I, I'm yeah. excited. It made me excited that they... Let him release this trailer for the Oscars. Seriously, that kind yeah. of talked yeah. about all the controversy in a very funny way. Yeah, yeah, I know there's controversy always around the Oscars, but you guys are talking about the controversy, the Grammys, and how they don't really get it right. Never. But don't you think that people aren't as upset that they don't get it right in the Oscars as whereas the Grammys? It seems the artists always seem to be upset. <sighs> No, but that's why I said last week is they no one ever screams a snub at the Grammys because they don't. I don't. No, not really. No, because we well, had Jay Z go on stage and give a whole speech about how his wife should have gotten an award. No, I know, but that's it. All it always builds up, right? He said, kinda? "Put my wife's name in your mouth." That's right. <laughs> oh, yeah. There you go. Nice. <laughs> but. Um, no, but, you know, like, they come out with the awards and everyone's just like, fine. Uh, you know, yeah. whatever. And, and it's just like, it's it's never right. It's never, it never feels right. I think right. the with the Grammys, it's it's the fans that are a lot more vocal. Actually, maybe maybe with everything, it's, it's kind of the fans are a lot more vocal. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the as far as like Oscars and Emmys and stuff, I think the uh, the nominees or the actors and actresses or even the people that get snubbed, they always kind of go with taking the high road. Actually, you know what? I I think that's kind of the same thing with with mus- musicians as well. Mm. But like music is just so very personal and subjective yep. that yep. I don't think whoever is part of the uh, voting committee for like the Grammys is ever going to win. Um, the, the whole thing, even just with Beyonce and, uh, I remember, uh, I was talking with somebody about this last week, uh, about the Beyonce thing and she's never won. She's won all these other awards. She's never won, um, album of the year, but if you're looking at all the people that do win album of the year, like say the comparison between like, say hip hop and R and B and then, um, other categories is, and I think this is just like a case of the genre and it is, you know, especially with hip hop and R and B, there's like a lot of sampling used. Right. So if you're mm-hmm. kind of breaking this down in terms of like judging it, like a mathematical equation there. Uh, and then also like with regards to the amount of producers and the amount of features there are on the album, whereas, you know, other genres, they have a little less of that. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're kind of a lot of them, I feel like maybe are judged based on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a little bit more of a straightforward kind of not really math or maybe mathematical equation in terms of like assigning points to a certain thing that you're going to vote for. Um, so, but then Beyonce has got a lot of fans. So obviously they're, you know, they're, they're not going to be the good guys when they don't pick Beyonce. Yeah. But they're, they're kind of going with a certain, a little less in terms of like emotional love for a thing or fandom. And going with a, a bit more sort of logic in how they're they're voting, which is that like I don't know, you know, in in some some may may think that's maybe overthinking it, but others think that you know maybe that's just there's no fair way to do it, especially when it comes to like music and art and stuff. So you're saying that the sampling and the features that's like the music version of CGI, for not CGI. I, I just think that like that's just the genre. That's where the genre came from um and there i don't think there's anything bad about that i like i love it and when i'm and whenever i make beats i sample as well right it's 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 sort of just the style of music making um but there are also things that come along with sampling in terms of like you know clearing samples and legality behind using samples and and stuff that there becomes a lot like it muddies the waters quite a bit mm. when it comes to judging something uh for an award too many lawyers yeah, that's just kind of my guess anyway that's interesting yeah it's an interesting take on that next up a behind the scenes feature for avatar colin the last airbender this is the netflix live action series coming out next thursday that's actually happening real quick so i'll be watching that and we'll see how that goes i'm excited for you bud Thank you. I'm half excited for me, too. It's going to be some parts cheesy, but I'm hoping very few parts. Yeah, my kids are really excited for this as well because they got into uh, Avatar The Last Airbender. Love it. Thrilling, thrilling. Damsel, Netflix film, March 8th, starring Millie Bobby Brown as a princess sacrifice to what looks like a dragon and a long, you know, the latest in a long line of princess sacrifices that they just throw off this bridge and into a cave to get at. Uh, but she fights back. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
Okay, well, very cool. Uh, exactly. Iwaju. Hopefully I'm saying that correctly. This is a Disney Plus limited series. All episodes drop February 28th. This takes place in a futuristic Nigeria. And all the actors seem to sound Nigerian, and the concept looks pretty dang cool. And Robot Iguana. I'm, I'm quite here for it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Masters of the Air. This is a nine-part, uh, nine-episode Apple TV series. It's out now. Uh, Art passed this along. Looks very um, heartwarming and uh, fun. And No, it looks terribly wartime uh, depressing. Uh, but it looks good and engaging. Oh, Any thoughts, Art? Uh, yeah, I've seen the first three episodes. I can review and oh, wow. recommendation. Yeah. This is... Uh, I, I, should I just wait for the end to do it? Sorry, I didn't realize this was a, a an R and R. Otherwise, yeah, we'll we'll talk about it then. I should have made that clear. Apologies, everyone. No, no, no. Maybe I'm... you did. It's been, it's been, you know, it's been a long year. Um, more incoming soon. Moana Two suddenly has a surprise 2024 release date. Oh, happy day for Paul. Oh, this kind of knocked me on my ass, actually, because I wasn't yeah. expecting a sequel to Moana. I was expecting the live-action version of Moana. And I was, oh, mm, right. Right, they announced that. I was like, great, that's what I want. Okay, terrific, let's go, let's go, let's go. Get, you know, get the rock up there. Yeah, I never wanted Moana to. <laughs> um, okay, then. Well, too late, it's coming this year. I hope it's would good. You, so you would rather, you would rather have... Uh, a live action version with the same songs, I guess, <laughs> than, than a sequel with new songs. Yeah, weird. I don't know. I, yeah, I guess it's still in Manuel Miranda. Who's, cool. who's doing the music for the new one? Yeah. For two? Oh, well, great. Good. No, That's I, good. I, I know. It's like it just it surprised me. I don't know yeah. how to feel about it. It's really weird knowing that this live action one is coming, that they would drop this, because I feel like it takes the wind out of the sails a little bit. Yeah. Because <laughs> now yeah. there's a second yeah. one and there's a live action, but it's the first one. Well, that's exactly it. They announced the live action one, and you're like, okay, got it. The story was told then. That's it's it's over. And it is, I mean, like, yeah. First Moana is the perfect little self-contained story, just one movie. So when they're like, yeah, we did it. It's over. And uh, now we'll get around to making the second one for you here. Or, or sorry, the <laughs> live action one for you. It's like, okay, Do great. Do you think the live action one, maybe this is just, I don't know, maybe Bob Iger going, just kidding. We're not gonna make these things anymore the live action one hmm yeah oh, that would be like a heck of a thing to go back any on any live action because they're not really proving very fruitful for them aren't they no uh, so the rock's sure. a liar a point, we're not but, doing it yeah but i don't know i think the the moana one because of the rock factor yeah that is the one that had a little bit of a hype for it but again, you know, Aladdin had hype for it too with Will Smith, and that was a terrible, terrible disappointment. And you know, same with Lion King. I remember sitting here being like, "Wow, Seth Rogen is Pumbaa. That's gonna knock it out of the park." Oh my God, Donald Glover is Simba. Get it, get it him. Oh, the terrible disappointment. But I mean, being terrible disappointments and being pulled before, you know, after announce and before release. Uh, two very different things. I think there would be a reckoning yeah. if they pulled that live action. Yeah, hmm. that's true. It's pretty incredible that Disney managed to keep this a secret, though, that this is being released in November. Like, because it's, yeah. it's, it's got to be mostly animated. It's got to be voiced. It's, and we've heard nothing 
no rumblings that this movie was coming. Yeah. They distracted us with a live action. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's what that was about. Wild. I'm Man, glad to hear The Rock is busy. Yeah, The Rock is busy. And luckily, because, <laughs> um, how do you say your name again, Paul? Allow, allow you. Uh, I can't remember now. Alive. Anyway, Moana, the, the the woman that plays Moana, she wasn't going to be in the live action. We were all right. screaming about that. I'm mad about that. And then maybe like she secretly knew. She's like, hee hee, I'm going to be in two. <laughs> but I am going to be in the sequel. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah interesting. I don't know. Awili Cravalo. Thank, Thank you. you. Oh, where's John Travolta when you need him? That <laughs> <laughs> was basically uh, me being like, Ali, Ali, Aeoli. Wicked Lee. Because yeah. Dazeem. <laughs> Oppenheimer will come to Prime Video Friday. Oh. Fast work. Wow, yeah, I guess guess we get to watch it. Oh, my God. With ads? (laughs) Yeah, with ads. You could could watch it in uh, two-hour chunks. Take your time, everybody. Um, uh, (laughs) Oh, my God. Seth Meyers had a really great joke about long movies. He was like, yeah, I'm watching it. But uh, when it was over, my plants were dead. (laughs) 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 That was good. Uh, Related, Prime Video has dropped Dolby Vision and Dolby Atmos for their uh, non-paid format. So you have. If any of you have Dolby Vision or Dolby Atmos, you have enough money to pay the extra two dollars. I'm. That's fair. That's fair. Does anyone have that on their TVs? Let me bitch about it already, know. okay? Okay, sorry. Art, Art's I, rich enough. He's got government money. He's got the Dolby <laughs> I do not. I do not. I get it. I, get I do it. not, but I have watched a few things on Amazon now with the ads. And they, oh, you have? They, yes, they've come to a bit of a sh- as a bit of a shock. But then I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. There's ads. But they are short and sweet. I will say that. That's good. Let me yeah. ask you this about those ads. Are they yeah. so they're throughout a show a movie. If you're watching a movie. You're watching a movie, you're watching a TV show, anything. Yeah. They just pop up. Okay. Yeah. So the, are they because I remember when they used to put movies on TV and at least they were edited oh. nicely. They were like, you know, in kind of between scenes, mm-hmm. you know, kind of faded into the commercials, whatever. Is it like that? Or is it like when I'm watching shit on YouTube and it's just mid sentence a commercial word, blasts yeah. onto you? In movies, it's like like that mid-section. In TV shows, though, because it sits nicely, obviously, because most TV shows... They do the commercial break still. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. or the three acts. Really? Yeah. So they're just letting a computer take care of ad insertion times. That's terrible. Yeah. Mr. and Mrs. Smith um, is just in the beginning, and it has this thing like, the following presentation is brought to you ad-free, thanks to (laughs) Skip the Dishes. Thanks to this ad. This is an ad! With limited commercial interruption. I remember that used to happen on cable, oh too. Do you remember God. that? I don't remember that, no. Yeah, they would get, like, a big-name sponsor. Like So I guess, like, yeah. Skip the Dishes is now. Whatever it was, I, I remember during Christmas, oftentimes, it would be, like, the Bay or, like, a department store. <laughs> and they'd be like, The Miracle on 34th Street, brought to you by limited in- in- commercial interruption huh. by the Bay. And it still would be the same amount of goddamn commercial breaks. It would just be always for the Bay and, like, maybe one other thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Terrible. Terrible. <laughs> Or Sears. Maybe it was Sears. The May 4th weekend, so probably May 2nd or 3rd, Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace will be returning to theaters. Oh, yeah. Awesome. 
I love this. Art, do you want to go ahead and say what the, yes. the insane thing that you said <laughs> in our group chat? I said I enjoyed the Phantom Menace. You are out of your mind. Shoot me. Shoot me. Kirsten, who are we backing up here? I mean, it's got some redeemable qualities in it. Like what? You and McGregor? Qui-Gon mm-hmm. Jinn? Wasted. Qui-Gon Jinn? Wasted in a garbage movie. Darth Maul? Double-ended oh, yeah. lightsaber. Six minutes, that lightsaber. Maybe? Can you remember, Paul? Can you remember of I being of like thir- a kid? What, twelve yeah. years old, yes. yep. and going to this movie? Yes, I do. And then watching Duel of the Fates, and then Darth Maul standing there, and you're I like, remember. "That's the coolest guy I've ever seen." And yes. you're gonna go home, and you're gonna go listen to some new metal after you watch this. Yes. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. And then that second. End comes yeah. out of that lightsaber, and you're like, what? And then they sold a million yeah. of those cheap plastic lightsabers yes. that I yep. even bought probably twice, like, three times you over. You gotta have nostalgia for that. Like, you gotta remember when you were that young, you were watching that, that that was just like, Bleh. I remember, yes, I went, Amazing. I saw it twice in the theater. I went a second okay. time to see it. I remember that, but I'm a big adult now. <laughs> and I know that I'm not going to spend ba, any of my, yeah, Duel of Fates is a beautiful song. Yes, yes. No, I could go and put it on my Dolby Atmos and listen to the music. John Williams is brilliant. The movie is trash. Absolute junk. Let me quote Paul Plastino. They have this great invention called YouTube, where you can watch that one short scene and skip two hours of cartoon rabbits making poop jokes, racist caricatures, boring space politics, and a little kid going yippee. Pretty dang well said. Thank you, bud. Thank you very much. Yeah, that movie is trash. If you've got my quote in front of you, keep it going, bud, because I agree with me. Let's hear Bud's (laughs) spoiler-free review that he did so many years ago. Tell the story. Tell the story. Yes. Uh, In 1999, I was producing the Q Morning Show on the other radio station, and um, so for whatever reason, they at this point Ed had very little uh, experience running his show without a producer. He does it now, but I was like his technical lifeline. And they're like, let's send Bud to Vancouver to watch the Phantom Menace. <laughs> yes. um, so I don't actually know how Ed got through the show, but it was just fine. Anyways, they sent me to Vancouver to watch the Phantom Menace. It was quite quite cool to do it was a premiere did that experience i had to sign a thing that i could talk about it but not in any specific plot points of course so and you have to think this is the first star wars in however many years uh that we had so the hype was huge and the crowd was so loud and it was it was just the most awesome experience um, for somebody in a world that had been starved for Star Wars. You know, it had only been like 15 years, right? It sounds like it was like <laughs> forever know, ago, but it, was, it had only been like 15 years. I know. So do you remember Which is wild what you said? Yeah, but okay. That is wild. I want to know that. I want to, if you remember what you said, but I also want to know, was this the kind of premiere where like the, the stars were there too? Like, is that no, why they had to fly no. you to Vancouver? They had to fly me to Vancouver because they weren't doing a Victoria early screening. Oh, okay, okay, okay. 
still very um, cool. And yeah, so they just, uh, be, but yeah, no, there it wasn't like a like a star premiere. No, nobody was there. It was just like done, I think, by the theater chain. Um, I mean, I don't remember specifically what I said in my review, which was kind of tough because I couldn't go over any particular, uh, you know, story points. But I'm pretty sure I touched on, you know, that it had the Star Wars atmosphere, and I think I talked about the wipes and, you know, some. <laughs> New, you know, yeah. uh, some some new characters, some old characters, and I think I did talk about that it was a prequel, um, and that I enjoyed it, and that the crowd really enjoyed it, and I, you know, I didn't say at the time I recommendation, but I probably said I recommend that you go see it. Something that like is that. so cool. I love that you guys. Yeah, do I that. like that too. I wish it was we really had that neat. audio. So, yeah. Good experience. Yeah, yeah, and we were all under the spell at the time. You know. Yes, exactly. Uh, yeah. How about this? Brian, when it comes out on theaters, we're going to go see it, and then you can do a 91-second movie review Why are you dragging on it? Brian into this crap? <laughs> because he will give us an honest review. Brian, I'm sure you've seen the movie without going to the theater. Yeah. <laughs> well, come on. <laughs> Go ahead, Brian. What, what, are you, what are your See thoughts? See it in its element again. Yeah, I also don't no. do 91-second movie reviews anymore. Um, R.I.P. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I... I there are some parts that I enjoyed that I guess I could, yeah, go and watch it on YouTube. <laughs> I, I kind of agree with Paul. Paul, why sorry. are you covering your face like you're in a horror movie right now? I hate these movies so I much. I will take and that I, movie over probably any of the, the new trilogy that came out. What? Whoa. I would take what? Revenge Damn of the strong Sith words. for sure. I have no, I have no plans to rewatch any of those movies. But I would go back. However, and watch the this Phantom is pod the racing. Theater. Is is good for you? Uh, yeah, uh, like, I, I just, this is pod racing. <laughs> the thing that I was really I can't good. Oh my ever, God. like revisiting that those movies. The thing that I can't ever get over is the dialogue. So you know, bad. It's like they're not. Yeah, there's not like they're not. T- why? Well, I guess they're not real people. I was like, they're not they real go. people talking. But like, you know, you you, you compare but, the dialogue yeah. of the original trilogy, yes. or you compare the, the dialogue of this latest trilogy, and and then you 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 go back to the prequels and it's like, wow. Well, I don't know what Lucas was smoking like, and I mean that's why it's good that some of these things got taken away from him because mm-hmm. man, that man could not write. Paul is so offended that I said Anything. this. That's it, right? I mean, like, the, the Apples to Apples comparison is the first Star Wars where he wrote it himself. And then you had the endless, insane charisma and incredible chemistry of the three main characters. Harrison fucking Ford here, everybody. Carrie Fisher. Mm. And, you know, to some extent, uh, Mark Hamill, who was just a kid at the time, really. <laughs> yeah. But he's still pretty charismatic. That just does it. And so, so, so his writing was bad. His was writing bad. was bad. The actors were good, and they but were the able to make those lines iconic when they great point, really cheesy. And I mean, he was like, a young man directing back in 1977. He was an old man who didn't want to get up out of his chair in 1998. <laughs> Brian, yeah, like I love Revenge of the Sith too, but like the mm-hmm. line, "You are so," I'm just I've Googled it now. "You are so beautiful." That was Anakin. Padme, it's only because I'm so in love, Anakin. No, it's because I'm so in love with you, Padme. So love has blinded you? Anakin kind of laughs. Well, that's not exactly what I meant, Padme, but it's probably true. (laughs) It's just these lines are like 
very mm-hmm. cringy and is like, these are not. Most of them. People. Most <laughs> most of them are so in the second bad. movie, though. The sand line. It's uh, it's not sand good. Line is is the just iconic now awful. because of how bad it is. It's, yeah. it's, it's it's coarse and it gets everywhere. That's what I mean. <laughs> that movie is trash. I will say that. that. The second one is so bad, and it's because I don't know what Lucas has ever touched a girl part before. Because that, that <laughs> love movie, yeah. that, it's awful. And when she's wearing that weird like S and M costume by the fire, she just threw that on to casually sit by a fire with them. I also so like yucky. in the third one though, as much as I like Revenge of the Sith, her weird like pregnancy outfit. She has, it's like really weird. I know. And then she did like. She, she dies for no reason. Like, hey. She's sad yeah. and she died. Like she died she because died she was sad. Broken like, heart. It, it was just like what yeah. the frick? Couldn't hold on to care for her, her newborn two twin children. children. Yeah. Look, they're all bad. Everyone you know talks about how Revenge of the Sith is the best one, and it is. Oh, it is it's, so, it's at least it's watchable, it's but good. it's bad. It's good. It's very like bad compared like compared to a well-made movie. And this is all the reason I'm talking about this art is because art for some reason is part of these like prequel apologists. This was done and dusted. It's like young millennials and maybe Gen Z kids and art for some reason now is like trying to to, to revisionist history back to prequels. I've rewatched them. We watched the whole saga probably before the new ones came out. Or I remember I had, there was a person I was at the time watching movies with and she had never seen any Star Wars. So we watched the whole thing. I couldn't believe. At least Phantom Menace is like kind of a little bit fun. The second one, Attack of the Clones, is serious. Seriously unwatchable. It's so atrocious. It's boring. It's so bad. So I just, it's like, it's so interesting to me. We have to relitigate these things. You know, we all should have been like, oh my God, can you believe they're putting no, that back man, in the theaters? And it's like, I like it. Ewan McGregor, ah! Ewan McGregor just is in, insane in these movies. He's so good. He's so good, his, but he's like, wasted. His like homage is so good, but oh, like he makes the character himself. The development of his accent. Yeah. Oh and- my God. Like he is amazing. Um, yeah. So anyway, I want to go see it in the theaters again. Why not? Ah! Yes, Kirsten. I'll go with you. I'll go with you, Art. (laughs) Thank you. Terrifying. All right, we're putting this one to bed. The Bear Season 3 will premiere in June. Oh, yeah. Wow. So stoked. Yeah, that's quick, right? That's quick. This is a quick turnaround. Super quick. Every second counts. They even they haven't had even the time to bask in the glory of this. Boom! I know. Ah, they probably were. Uh, when were they filming this? Wasn't there a writer strike and an oh, actor strike? When the heck did they film question. this thing? Oh my God! Great good point. Question. How the heck? Yeah, who knows? Huh? Uh, this one, I don't know. You guys maybe know this, but they're dropping it all in one chunk, eh? Hmm. Huh? Oh, oh, are they? Really? Okay. That's what I heard. Interesting. Yeah. Why? Do you know, Brian? No, because you watched it after it all came out too, right? Like, did they, those first two seasons, did they come out one week at a time? Uh, season two, I thought it came out weekly. Yeah, season two, I think maybe they put out the first two episodes and then it was yes. like weekly. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right to me. Uh, so anyways, yeah, they're just going to drop this one. Wild. Absolutely wild. Oh, uh, and, can't wait. Oh. Can't wait. Hope it's more like season one. Though just in structure, I didn't like how they bounced around to the different characters. Oh my yeah. god! I, I thought it was that. cool. It was neat to spend that dedicated time with them. But let's go back to just bouncing around. That just, just to make it's more, more even I, watching experience. I think were, it made it made the ensemble moments a little bit better. I thought those those individual things. Like yeah. my, one of my favorite episodes was Forks from yeah. season two. Yes, and it focused really just on cousin, just on cousin, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, that was a great episode. And I like the one where, what's his name's over doing the dessert the stuff. The baker, yes. uh, yeah. 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 I know, I know, I know. It's hard, it's hard for me to really make this argument because every episode in season two still was great, but I just, I just prefer it. Yeah. I prefer the ensemble. Finally, and coming soon, trigger warning for art, set photos, we have a long, zoomy shot of what will be Green Place Market uh, somewhere in Kamloops. So I think that was part of a tutorial section. Is that right? I don't remember. And then Ellie and Dina meet there later, or it was part of their patrols or something. I think that's what it is. I don't remember. Kamloops, though. That's fun. Yeah. Are they going to come back to the island? I don't. I, I, when I've will only Pedro heard about Pascal be back on the island? Pedro Pascal, watch. You you had that spoiler before all of us, Carson. What do you mean? Remember, I think you said that, or no? Wait, you could have told us that there was water involved in the next part of the story, and then we could have been like, oh, well. Oh, right, because of the West Coast. They're coming to BC. I did. I'm pretty sure I did say that because I filmed in Alberta and then I said that they go to the West so they could be filming in BC. I'm pretty sure I said those exact words on this podcast. And Ewan will know because Ewan has some sort of catio (laughs) (laughs) memory for this podcast. So please write us at podcast.butt.net and tell me that I was right. No, out of the zone.fm. God's sakes. Also, Kirsten, like I've been actually because I have a PS5 now. I've been playing through The Last of Us, and I'm like, oh, okay, I want to get through these stories just so I can be like all caught up for the next season. There's no way I'm going to be caught up in time because I'm so fucking scared of this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's I, like I, I remember playing maybe a level or two casually mm-hmm. once before, but then like I'm actually now invested, and you go through, and then I'm like, shit. Whenever like. There clickers. are clickers. Yep. Like, and then so I'm just there standing behind a car forever because I'm so afraid to fucking move in. It's just a video game avatar. <laughs> Nothing's going to happen to me. So I, I was like, there's no way so I'm much. catching up because I'm so afraid. Yeah. Oh and so the clickers are, are just de- like so awful because if you don't have a shiv, you're fucked. Like you have yes. to have a shiv or it's like, great. I just, I will not pass this part of the game. Goodbye. Wow. Yeah. Oh, it's so exciting you're playing it, though. Yeah, me too, until I get very scared. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm going to turn yeah. it off for a bit. <laughs> uh, that's it for coming soon. Geek News Proper. This feels like the weirdest, oldest news, but this happened just after we recorded last pod, so Bell has cut 4.8 thousand jobs 4800 jobs and selling uh, about half of their radio stations in yet another major shakeup however vista is buying a bunch of these radio stations uh plans to not uh fire all the staff and i didn't realize this vista is based in courtney which is wild yeah i worked there at the headquarters did you yeah Whoa. one of my well my second job i guess in radio was for vista radio uh in campbell river and then i joined uh i think it was called the jet fm there in courtney and yeah that was the headquarters brian edwards i had lots of contact with him he's the like ceo so to speak of it now yeah he's being quoted in all these articles now and i was like oh i know brian yeah yeah good guy Eh. Uh (laughs) he was just another Old dude, radio. 
at the top <laughs> kind of thing. radio dude <laughs> yeah i don't know i don't know how much he loves radio or anything but uh they were committed i would say at least to uh, radio in small markets like Vista Radio is buying up all these uh, stations in the smaller markets where Bell and Rogers aren't at or yeah. um, I know they're in some markets that Patterson's at obviously because they have I, do they have one in uh, Naimo? I feel like they do and Somewhere they, there, and they yeah. yeah they have Sun FM in uh, Duncan okay. yeah right and right. a couple up islands so um, they are committed to to, to, to doing things in the small markets, which, you know, that's huge to have information in small markets. Yep. People can listen. That's a, that's a big draw for radio. Absolutely. Right. So I give him credit for that. Um, I know I was making like $26,000 as my first radio job mm-hmm. in one of those small markets, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, I will say that they gave young people, um, high ranking jobs in radio, like director jobs and stuff. So oh, novel. Yeah. So it gave, it gave people, in those small towns, in those small towns, Sure. but at least it gave them an opportunity. Yeah. So, uh, I will give that to Vista. Well, and they, at least they seem to be interested, like you said, in running media, uh, outlets in these small towns. And that's what Bell is getting so uh, much heat about right now with this late, like they just they do this every year as we all know it's just a bad yeah. quote they cut yeah. jobs they and, out more and more yeah. and 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 I remember after last year's cuts too especially or the last time when they even just slashed uh, you know the news broadcasts here in Victoria yeah uh, and they did that in markets all across the country too and and that's the problem that even the premier was pointing out is that they have been allowed to buy up all these markets and all these news properties the radio stations you know if you can't make a go of it or you've divested or you're not interested or you don't have the people to make those a successful radio stations and, and now you want to cut those jobs or, 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 or divest or sell them off, whatever it is, I get it. Radio is tough. If you're not paying attention, you know, especially in this landscape, if you're not really innovating and going hard and, and trying to make the most of this, uh, this particular medium still, it's a tough go right now. It absolutely is. The... Where Bell is getting so much heat is they were investing in news. They were buying their whole CTV on, right? Mm -hmm. They were where the CBC wasn't or as the only competition to the CBC often, they were covering news, local news. And... That's so important. And so they took that on. When you take that on, it's like a, you know, you owe these communities. It's like a responsibility to the yes. communities that you're serving is that like, we are going to provide you with the important local story and journalism, you know, yeah. that you need to exist in your small town. And all they did was cut, 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 slash jobs, roll back journalists, you know, fewer and fewer people to cover more and more territory. And the... As the premier put it, in crapification of those newscasts, mm-hmm. and now for them to you know say that they just can't do it at all, uh, even not even they- to say that to say that radio is what was the word not viable, not viable. not not a viable you know business. Frick off. Yeah. That's terrible. You're just not trying, big well, money men. Especially when it exa- comes and and again when it comes to the. Sorry, pal. Go, go ahead. Well, just the $400 million that they made just in the last quarter last year and the huge government subsidies they took mm-hmm. throughout the pandemic. It's yeah, gross. A really bad luck. What the heck? Sorry, gross, gross. Very gross. The, yeah, the government, uh, like the, the aid that they got 
to run their business terribly. Anyway, yeah. they, it was, it, that's kind of the disgusting part. Our, ta- yeah. our tax dollars. Um, yeah. 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 Which is why it's like, you know, you see this, the premier's uh, statements and you're just, you kind of can't help but go fuck yes. Yeah. Um, I, I, was, I was saying to my wife uh, that day we were watching uh, Czech news and um, they didn't have it in the A block. They didn't have it in the, like, it wasn't kind of one of their, their top stories. Interesting. They had a bunch of local stories. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's They had their local weather. And then after the commercials, that that's when they covered it. And mm. I, I said to to my wife, who you know who works at Czech News, is like, this is where you could really be proud of your station. One being um, employee owned, yeah, uh, and two focusing on like showing basically this is what local news does. It covers local stories. It tells you what's happening in your community. Um, and they didn't use this as an opportunity to oh. kind of toot their own horn. They just. They they then said okay yeah and it's a sad day in media as well you know with with a lot of our colleagues that you know this had happened, um, but yeah I'm fuck I remember being like feeling very livid in that moment like when that happened again and obviously you knew Bell Let's Talk Day happened. <laughs> And and we're just basically counting the days for something like this to happen. And people were every calling, year. Yeah, every year. And people were kind of calling it out already on Bell Let's Talk Day. Absolutely. They're which sick of it. should be a very it. important day to talk about mental health and everything like that. But at the same time, it is also has this really gross thing behind it, even outside of the whole, um, you know, the, the layoffs and stuff. But so all of that kind of happened. And, uh, and then the layoffs and that, that, that big story. And it's like, man, I wrote this rant onto my, onto my website mm-hmm. and then sat with it for a second. And then I, I don't know if it's like, if that scream into a void dot. <laughs> net or <whatever>. Right. <laughs> I just, yeah. I had to delete it. Cause it was like, let's just hold off because that it was, it's like, and I was like, oh, I'm not in radio anymore. I can, I can rant about this shit. But, uh, the thing that I think anytime I, I sort of want to rant about this, because like, I mean, like I left radio for, you know, my own reasons, but I still also want to be able to have hope for the industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so like I had said in my previous um, kind of farewell post, like, you know, there are people like um, the people in the zone family, like, like all of you guys that are, are still there Um that are doing this for the right reasons. There are people making news for the right reasons to, you know, inform our electorate. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to have hope that the, 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 the mentality that is being run right now, corporately, you know, with bell or even just like kind of big, Companies, even like Warner Brothers, like I was talking about in my last pod, the, the time that I was last on this podcast, that mentality is hopefully going to get called out enough that that sort of dies off. And you guys, sort of this current generation who are doing it for the right reasons, starts to take over and affect change. And that brings this medium back to where it really should be. That's kind of the hope that I, I like, I want to kind of 
still have for their, you know, for this industry because, uh, and this was, this was like the opening part of my rant that I kind of just <laughs> crumpled up and threw away. <laughs> Imagine a, a world where the apocalypse has just happened and you're needing some form of information, what's happening, you know, in your area, you go to your car, you go to your, your, your radio, because that's the only thing you have access to because cell networks are down and everything like that. You can't go on the internet anymore. Radio's like the cockroach. <laughs> Basically, radio is the cockroach and it's the last remaining thing. So it's a dangerous thing that we're doing, shutting down our access to local information shutting down the airwaves basically it's i think it's a dangerous thing that like road that we're heading down so i want to have hope that we can get back to you know where this industry should be i think if anybody knows anybody at bell and can get them to invest in some robot vacuums we can get this problem fixed pretty quickly (laughs) (laughs) perfect tie-in great callback here, here, Brian. That was great. Yeah. Oh, my God. All right. It's not an epic universe. It is epic games. Disney has invested $1.5 billion in epic games. They make Fortnite. And together, they'll build, quote, an all-new games and entertainment universe that will further expand the reach of beloved Disney stories and experiences, end quote. And we're talking Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, and Avatar. Oh, dude, I would love to have Fortnite battles in um, Disney uh, maps. Be pretty or wild. even like just like the Disney theme park, if you can <laughs> go in and have a battle royale where you're just shooting people. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be quite amazing. I don't know. That might set a weird precedent. Of- <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, you know, Deadpool's sending them down that road, maybe. You never know. Yeah, yeah never know. Tim Robinson has announced a tour for I Think You Should Leave. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love that so much. This is the TV show you're watching, right? Uh, I Think You Should Leave, yeah. Yeah, and it's good. It's hilarious. It, <laughs> it's, it's a very funny show in that, like, it's always the same kind of way he talks and... Yeah, everyone then starts talking like that. Like, <laughs> I have friends who just they sound like they're always talking in Tim Robinson speak. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, it's it can be a bit much even for people who like it. But like, there are some individual sketches, like a lot of them, that are the funniest sketches maybe of all time of any sketch. Yeah, comedy. there are sketches that I go back to. Yeah. But I remember when you first started talking about this show, and I I. Went and sat through like a whole couple or a couple sat of through. I love whole it. Episodes and I was like, it's a lot. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> but there are some. There are some that I I absolutely love. Yeah. Uh, like the 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 drive through one where he's doing the pay it forward thing and he circles the drive through. He's like fifty burgers, fifty fries, fifty. Fries. Yeah. Those, that, that, That's those so hilarious. good. Oh uh, yeah. The uh, I don't want to be around anymore. The guy in the costume is yeah one of the funniest. That this is so brilliant. It's so dark and hilarious. Oh, Classic God. meme now. 
The cla- yeah, there's so many good things. So I don't know how do you, how you put that into a live show. I got no idea, but you know they do it. So it would be amazing to see. I remember uh, I went to go and see Mr. Show live. Mr. Ooh. Show is also like an absolutely iconic. Uh, it was an HBO sketch comedy with Bob Odenkirk and David Cross, mm. right? Mr. Show with Bob and David before they were juggernaut stars, and they did a live touring show. I'm just remembering now, and I went to go see it in Vancouver, and it was hilarious. It was so, so good. So this will be great. Nine shows running between April 2nd and May 11th, all in the United States and America. Finally, in geek news proper, ESPN, I'm leaving this to the end because it really only applies to the U.S., but it's still big news. ESPN, Fox, and Warner Brothers Discovery are forming a joint venture to launch streaming a streaming sports service in the U.S. Sorry, so what? I, Just in the States? Yes. So ideally, people who want their sports will be able to get it all from one place. Here's the hope, though, Paul, is if this is a success, then they'll open it up to other other places like, you know, Europe or uh, maybe Canada. I should say, I saw this. This was in the news last week, and I got very pumped about that because no. I would happily subscribe to... A service like that, eh, maybe. Oh, for many one, would. You know, one. Oh, yeah. And I'm not even a sports fan, but like for February, I would get it so I could watch the Super Bowl. And for playoff baseball, which I some, for some reason get into, I would get you? that. You know, yeah, sure. And if the Canucks, if I gave a care about the Canucks ever at some point, I know. I'm well, you them. might this year. They're know, actually pretty good. Know, they're gonna win the Stanley Cup. Uh, you know, I would absolutely uh, subscribe to this thing on like a month at a time basis, hmm. so I could sit and watch some sports at home. Absolutely. Or you could come over to your pal Art's house and watch. Never invite me. Uh, uh this makes sense i think i in the united states for at least sports there's there's so much money because like live sports is something people live live news and live sports yeah that's what people watch in the states and there is a lot of advertising dollars and a lot of pie to go around there and the big networks especially for like the national football league um Fox, or sorry, CBS had the Super Bowl, we just had, but they trade. They like have this like setup thing where they like trade off who gets the Super Bowl every year. Yeah. Who gets, you know, which network gets the big playoff game, which network gets Monday Night Football, Sunday Night Football. They have these agreements in place. And it's like they play nice because there's like so much money there yeah. that they all just, uh, for example, this is how much money the NFL, when we watch the Super Bowl, makes off of just their TV package. They make off of the advertising, the TV deals that they make between NBC, CBS, uh, now Amazon, um, Apple. They they make so much money that all of the players that play in the National Football League, their salaries are paid just through the TV money. Yeah. So the owners wow. make everything else everything all the all the other marketing stuff the you know the 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 hot dogs everything the merchandise it's just free you know printing cash for yeah, the owners yeah. so it doesn't shock me ticket sales yeah ticket sales of course uh it doesn't shock me that um they could come together and they see an opportunity here to broadcast all these sports and make boatloads of money off this streaming uh for the sports i mean it's just, I think, taking away from the pie in other areas because of cable. Maybe they'll make less money through some of the cable companies, right? But they'll have their the own streaming. companies are pissed about Yes, that. of and course. And the networks too, right? Yeah, but but I think they probably will share it in another way. Okay. That's my guess. I, um, I've heard as well that the NFL, because of this, is like the most powerful entity in 
American television. It is Whoa. because of how much money. Yeah. Well, we just had the numbers today of the top 20 most watched broadcasts of all time in the States. 19 are now the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. One of them is MASH. <laughs> and, and then. Still holding on strong. <laughs> yeah, still, yeah, exactly. And then, and then the rest are Super Bowls. Yeah. Everybody makes fun of me because I have cable. <laughs> Still, a lot of people, nobody has cable. and But this is another, like, okay, you know, these networks are seeing that everybody's going to streaming, right? Yeah. So it's just, I mean, am I still going to hold <laughs> off? Am I going to get a chance at that in Canada? Maybe somewhere, somehow. It's I'll not that nobody, it. nobody has cable. Sports fans have cable, yeah. certainly. They're the only ones. That's true. Yeah. That's me. We have one piece of rumors and hearsay. Is your source on this reliable? And I love how they, you know, they don't touch the bear. They're leaning on former Thunderbolt star A.O. Edebery <laughs> reportedly being eyed to lead new Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Oh, yeah. Subhead, oh. Disney is believed to be developing two separate Pirates of the Caribbean movies, and a new <sighs> rumor is claiming that former Thunderbolts actress A.O. Edebery is being courted to star in one of them. What? This guy over here, don't give me any more Star Wars. It's endless trash. Oh, I don't want the MCU. It's dying. Yeah. I hate the MCU. Pirates of the Caribbean. You're yeah. getting all hot and horny for over there. You are oh, not. Oh, you are not. A new Pirates of the Caribbean I'd see movie. It. I'd this see is it. what Paul wants. I'd see it. I would watch it. Oh, my yeah. God. Okay, listen, I can, you know, I, I do like those movies. It's one. <laughs> surprisingly incredible movie. Yep. One and endless trash. Little, and endless trash. No, no. One follow-up that was a little bit too dark, but still very quality. So you're already rating it above Star Wars. And endless trash. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but in your scale, that means it's better than Star Wars. You know, it's, it's too bad that Star Wars' garbage heap is so much bigger. They just keep... <laughs> putting out Star Wars that sucks. The the two trash heaps oh are so, it's so big. Oh. Endless trash. Oh, yeah, I don't know why. But like that's it. Everyone so should understand that you know, movies, movie franchises, you get two good ones in you. Wrap it up with a third. Do your best to make it good. Otherwise, endless trash. You got lucky. Thanks, pirates. Anyways, I uh, everyone's being racist about, of course, about uh, Iowa Debris being in Pirates, replacing Johnny Depp. Oh. How could a black woman exist in the Caribbean? Okay. <laughs> Wait, is there? Is there oh, yes. oh God! Oh, wow, goodness. thanks, Why Paul. Nice try. That's such idiots. That's what what is wrong with people? Well, you know, it's not often the smarties that are racist. Yeah, but yeah, that's the argument online right now. <laughs> nice try, How you guys. How dare that's they great. replace what a white a man, punch. Johnny Depp, with a black woman? Of fools. Okay. <laughs> Get I woke. didn't know that angle of it. Thanks, Paul. That's yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. Go woke, go broke, everybody. So they're mad about that. I think it would be incredible. But, you know, again, this is such a rumor. It would probably wouldn't be. And even if it did come out, it probably didn't, wouldn't do well. Yeah, I don't see I can, her leaving the MCU movie to do a Pirates movie. Yeah, no. Unless she not. got somehow tricked into somehow thinking it was an MCU movie. Like, <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. And they were like, the oh, no, no, that's no. Happened. This, that was a Sony movie you were going to be in, but this one. Oh, no. yeah, because you guys thought there was like some big conspiracy as to why she's no longer in the uh, Thunderbolts. Thunderbolts, yeah. I, I honestly just think it's scheduling. Scheduling. Just because of the, the yeah. 
And if it was like maybe the Thunderbolts was filming in and around when they're filming the bear. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's all. Got I that Emmy too. schedule now. Yeah, and also like her role in the Thunderbolts was supposed to be pretty small, like like Val's assistant or whatever, like oh. um, Elaine's <laughs> Elaine's assistant. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, then who cares? Yeah. Two pieces of listener mailbag. First from Zoner Ewan on the beginning of the year of the dragon, Lunar New Year. He wrote in and asked what our thoughts would be on dragon, good dragon movies to watch. Oh. Um, How to Train Your Dragon was obviously pretty on the nose, but he also talked about Dragonheart, Reign of Fire, Mulan, Harry Potter, Shang-Chi, uh, and Hobbit. Because on Chinese New Year, for whatever reason, and I think it was maybe a coincidence, but uh, Kian decided to throw on Shang-Chi. And so the part where, like, he's in the water and then he gets lifted up by, like, a dragon and then the dragon's, like, in the air. I just, because we were all, like, the entire family were on the couch watching. I just went, happy Chinese New Year, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Ryan. (laughs) Amazing. You're the dragon. Oh, God. That's so funny. That's very funny. Uh, Dragon related. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Game of Thrones. Well, uh, Paul actually brought that up in uh, in his reply to. His oh, audience. did you? Okay. Well, I I'm still pissed off in the last season that they didn't give us a good the dragon fight at the end. They did. The batter Windlefell. Broadcasting for a long time. I just remember it was like you know up in the air, I couldn't see anything, and then it was like, yeah, it are we going to actually get a Jon Snow versus the Night King fight? Are we actually going to get that? They fought. No, no. they didn't. They didn't. Okay, okay sorry, I digress. Um, uh, yeah, Yoon was like, when are we going to get a dragon movie? And I was thinking about it. I was like, there's a lot of dragons. There's a ton of dragon movies. A lot of dragon <laughs> stuff in the last little while. Uh, and I think they're all been done pretty well. Hey, do you guys remember the movie Reign of Fire, though? Yeah. That was a good movie, right? No, who's in that one? Who's in, who's um, in that? Christian, Christian just a little Bale. guy named Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Oh, God. Wow. Dude. <laughs> okay. And then who else was in it? Child actor. Um, what's his name? Matt. Um, uh, uh, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just Matthew a little guy named Matthew yeah. McConaughey. <laughs> good one. It's worth. It's good. It's good. Yeah. Oh my. Gerard Butler's yeah, in it. Gerard wow. Butler. Okay, yeah. I need to watch this movie. Yes. Yeah. In honor. You never of, seen it. In honor of the lunar year, New Year, <laughs> I will go back and watch Reign of Fire. Gong Hei Fen Choi. Yeah. Yeah. In there. You just like named all the dragon properties with no Asian people in it. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> Perfect. Isn't there like Game of Thrones? Uh, isn't there like six <laughs> Hobbit movies with the dragon in it? Like seriously. Wow. Happy Lunar New yeah. Year. I like, I like a little cla- I like like a Pete's dragon. Yeah, Pete's dragon Pete's is great. Dragon but classic. But you never seen Rain of Fire, really? I don't think so. Dude. Oh, it's so okay, good. Okay, I'll watch it's so it. Stupid. Yeah, it oh, sounds God. really stupid. It's so dumb. It's very it's got, over the top with McConaughey. Okay, yeah. wait a minute. Yeah. It says it's got forty two percent on Rotten Tomatoes. But it's a fresh. Why is it fresh? Oh, weird. At I don't know. I don't know. Those are the audience or critics' scores. I don't know. It just says tomato meter. Tomato. 
42 tomato percentage. I feel like McConaughey yeah, is so over the top in this movie. It's yeah. good. It's good. That's good How do they him. get that cast? Like, these yeah. guys must have really thought this was going to be Jurassic Park, but dragons, right? Yeah. <laughs> sure, <Maybe>. sure. <laughs> yeah, but it's so... Uh, don't they, like, fight the dragons in a helicopter at one point? No. Oh, my God. Yes. That's- no. What? Yes. Oh my, okay, I've never seen this movie. I just assumed that it was like an old timey, oh, like no. where dragons belong. No, not the future. No, it's great. I it's modern day. That's what it. happens. They like they're de- they're digging around in the London no, underground, no, no, and they no. wake up a dragon. Shut up. And it's so it's like modern day, and then it gets post apocalyptic. It. It's great, Kirsten. Oh my but god! Get a hold of this podcast. Oh One other piece of tagline. The tagline for this movie. Just guess. Guess. What the tagline for this movie is? What? No, just guess. Uh, what do you think? It's a it's mind a, the dragon. A, Fire rains. Oh, you're so close. <laughs> really? You're so close. <laughs> do you know what it is, Art? No, okay, you guess. Guess. No, I. Terror, fire. Something oh, like that. you guys are okay, Brian. <laughs> I don't know. Happy Chinese New Year. Happy Chinese New Year, guys. <laughs> Fight fire with fire. Yeah! Oh, oh my oh, God. Oh, Gross. I love it. Rain of fire. Rain of fire. The oh. battle ignites July 12th. Yes. <laughs> no. Oh, I'm engulfed right now. Oh, my God. I can't. How did I miss this movie? Yeah, I'm shocked you guys. Wow. It. It's so good. I don't know what Holy. you're looking at, but it's definitely Okay, keep rotten. going, bud. On Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. So we have one hey, other piece of listener mailbag. It's uh, from Zoner Bryce who actually opens up his email in 2020 the pilot for the proposed animated series by the name of Has Been Hotel was uploaded to YouTube instantly went viral and now sits at a staggering 97 million views well apparently they made it it's out on Prime and Zoner Bryce really likes it it's about Lucifer's daughter Charlie who dreams of a hotel dedicated to redeeming the sinners of hell Uh in hopes they can make it to heaven uh, and it's it's partly a musical as well. So um, he uh, it's it's by no means a kids cartoon. It's eighteen plus. But he says if you're looking for something new to watch on Prime, he would highly Sorry, recommend. Sorry, I'm still looking at Rain of Fire. Yeah, I'm what, sure you are. Oh my like god, Christian we spent so much Bale, time on this. Christian Bale's character uh-huh. is the fire chief. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's I think that's the plot point of the movie. It was like. Obviously, the fi- the dragons are burning everything down, and so they they have to have a very robust oh fire God. department. It's like in this post-apocalyptic dragon world, it's pretty much all there is. I'm surprised Clooney's not in it. Actually. The fire chief. Oh my God, he's responsible for warding off. The- Fire chief. Yes. There's nobody else equipped to deal with the dragon. Uh, wh- who? A baker? <laughs> I don't know. The SPCA. Somebody. Oh my God. Sorry. Wow. Sorry, Ewan. Oh. Brian, please tell us about American fiction. Oh, we're on reviews and recommendations. Yes, we now. certainly are. <laughs> it only took us two <laughs> fucking hours. <laughs> Three hours. <laughs> I'd oh like to review God. 2002's Reign of Fire. <laughs> I gotta go watch God, that. Yeah, you're gonna watch you love it. Holy shit! It's only an hour and forty top, minutes. Yeah, sorry. I don't think I can top Reign of Fire. Maybe we should just skip R and R today. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. I just mute my mic so I can continue giggling. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, American Fiction. Has anybody else seen it? No? I really want to, but I haven't. No. This is, uh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I know this one. Yeah, go, quick recap, if you would. Uh, yeah, Jeffrey Wright is, like, a novelist who's kind of, um, he's kind of sick of, like, 
people or I guess the establishment if you call it like uh, profiting mm-hmm. from like um, really off- offensive kind of tired tropes and like like basically black entertainment very stereotypical um, black way yeah so what he ends up doing is he he he, he like he had a bu- couple books like a bunch of books that had, had come out but like didn't really do so well so he wrote this book under a different pen name and uh it's this like really over the top um book uh that is like very outlandish story about like the quote-unquote black experience and he uses like all the tropes like drug dealing and absentee fathers and, and all that kind of stuff and the book goes to number one. It like completely propels him because people are eating that, like particularly white people are eating it up and calling mm. it like an important piece of literature. Mm-hmm. Um, so the movie itself, like, yeah. And I was hooked just from the trailer. Uh, the thing is like right from the, I think the trailer shows that one side of the, the film um, and, and of the story. But I think what really kind of, um, ties this film together like is the motivations of the character and those motivations are like his family mm. and it shows this this other side that you don't really get to see in the trailer it's like, which is basically his motivations to kind of keep this charade up because it's going to make him a millionaire is because he's trying to support his family who's kind of going through it uh. now i see part of me thinks like like i one i really love the movie um, and I definitely, you know, recommend it. That part of it, because it's that's not really shown in the trailer, I think that really does affect the pacing a little bit of the movie and it feels a little longer than it should. Mm. And I think it is like it's it's like a two hour movie where it really could be uh less than that. But the family part of the story and his uh motivations to be able to support his family, um are that glue that that ties the movie together. So it's like one can't go without the other. Obviously important, yeah. But it does definitely pay off the the the, the like outlandish satire parts of like um, people's reaction to the book, like unexpected reaction to to the book. Um, I thought so. I thought that part of it, like every part of that, was like really really funny. Um, I really like Jeffrey Wright in this. Um, I love the scenes with John Ortiz, who plays like his manager, who's like, at first he was like, I'm not into the idea of this book, but then people are really eating it up and he sees how much, you know, and and, like both of them going into these meetings with these public, like ignorant publishers. And then Hmm. the look of shock on their face when they're like kind of accepting these like ridiculous terms is, is really funny. Um, it also has like a lot of heart. Like Leslie Uggams, is, like plays his mom in Aww. this. And if you don't remember Leslie Uggams, actually, you you'd know her from Deadpool because she plays Blind Al. Nice Deadpool. Um, but she's also like kind of pretty famous, accomplished um, actress, and I guess I think musician as well from like uh, the seventies, sixties, seventies. But she's great in this. Um, and then. Um, well, Sterling K. Brown plays his brother nice. as well, and you've seen him in other things as um, as well. And then Issa Rae as well is is kind of the catalyst to this because she writes a similar book, but she's not doing it under a pseudonym. She just writes it because she just sort of knows, you know, that's sort of that's it's catering to what mm. you know 
you know, people are, are liking and, and what the demographic likes. And there's this interesting twist at this one, like, like the, the dialogue, the back and forth between Jeffrey Wright's character and Issa Rae's character is great. And there's like this really interesting twist. It's not really like a plot twist, more of like this perspective twist in the movie, in the movie. And it's like this moment in the film that kind of gives you a little bit of a realization um, almost a real bit of a realization into what Issa Rae's character is doing because you kind of have this one expectation that like, oh, maybe she's kind of doing the same sort of thing, but just to make money. Mm. Um, but she has some real deep insight into why she she wrote that that book that kind of set Jeffrey Wright's character. I on wouldn't his have path. guessed that. Okay, yeah, it's, it's so it's I thought it was really cool and and the way they sort of chose to navigate. Um, the story as, as well is really good. So like, yeah, I definitely recommend it. Um, but there are going to be parts where you, you might think that like the pacing is a little bit, it a little bit off. So I think you kind of have to be in the mood as well. So. Mm. Good to know. Thank you. Thank you. But generally good. Generally good. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely one of those ones that you, you shouldn't miss. Oh, you wrote that really small, bud. I can't make it any bigger right now. Do we want to review and recommendation Echo, or are we too far gone on that? I mean, I, I, I think, yeah, you guys read my notes in, in from Echo when, when I watch it. It's kind of been out of my mind for a while. Fair enough. But I will say that I am excited for what it's bringing in, in terms of like how it's set up uh, Daredevil Born Again. And I'm really excited for that to come out uh, this year. Uh, the daredevil and this the street level crime stuff with kingpin and you know how that very well could lead into like the next spider-man and stuff nice nice well anything else for the, anything else for the pod my friends except for art art, art had something didn't he? Yeah, so I've watched the first three episodes of Masters of the Air. This oh, is right. the mini series that uh, is done by the same people that did Band of Brothers, uh, Tom Hanks and company. Uh, of course, I think that it is among the top three all-time miniseries, Band of Brothers, I would say the first one. Yeah, well. Yeah. Um, this is the same type of quality. Uh, it's the first three episodes are directed by Kerry Joe Fukunaga. You remember him as the showrunner and director of the first True Detective I series? I do remember oh, that. Oh, yes. so, This had me written all over it. Uh, it, It's set back in World War II. Uh, It follows a 100th infant, uh, 100th, the 100th uh, group, uh, Air Force uh, group from the United States that are um, working to bomb Germany, you know, economic spots of Germany. And there's just some really great scenes of like being in the air and being in those bombers. And also, of course, the camaraderie of, you know, being part of a group of, you know, people out to die pretty much, yeah, sacrifice yeah. themselves, you know, for uh, for their country, for their people and, you know, everybody at home. So it does that very well, just like Band of Brothers. Uh, the the uh, the leads are interesting. I thought it was an interesting choice of casting. Um, it has Elvis. What's his name? Um, mm-hmm. Austin Butler. Yeah. It has uh, Callum Turner. You'll remember him from Fantastic Beasts and where you find them. He's, I think he plays Theseus. Uh, that's the guy's name. Oh, okay. Um, he's, and these two guys are like the leads in there. They're interesting because like you could see them 
you know, on the cover of fashion magazines. But you also, they also have enough like gusto to be like, oh yeah, I'd follow these guys into war as well. Mm-hmm. So you know, I, I, I. And also, it has uh, what's his face in it, Barry, Barry Keoghan. Yeah, and he's a scene stealer, man. Holy really? smokes! Yeah. yeah, yeah. I watched him on Hot Ones promoting this, and yeah, it's been pretty good. Yeah, he's really good. So it's living up to the hype right now, and I mean, it has a lot of hype to live up to because you know I think a lot of people will say that Band of Brothers is maybe the greatest miniseries ever. So uh, it's done by you know all the same producers and everything like that. So highly recommend. I've only gotten through three episodes. This third episode, oh my god. It was a crazy one. There, uh, no spoilers, but they they're going into their their longest mission ever. Like they're in the air in these bombers for like I don't know what it is six hours or something. Yeah, and then they're gonna Yikes. like fly over Germany and make it to Africa. That's their plan. It's insane. And the scenes of when you know they drop the bombs when they're in the air and the fighters. It's it's like it's kind of like. Uh, Top Gun a little bit, you know, that you get that feeling. That, oh, wow. Ooh, shit. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's really good. So Apple TV Plus, it's on there. And uh, I think I think it's eight episodes. It's Damn, nine. it's good, though. Oh, nine. Nine episodes. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah, I'm into it. So I highly recommend anybody who has Apple TV Plus to give her a shot. I, you know, I, I brought it up the other night, yeah. and I just wasn't in that mood. You were in the mood. You do have to be in a mood to watch yeah. It, uh, it is you know it's it's that tenseness of war, chaos of war is mm, what it is. Mm. And if you're not ready to watch that, then no, mm, yeah. yeah, cool. Well, Kirsten James, where can we find you on the internet? Oh, I'm going to be watching Reign of Fire. <laughs> you can come watch it, stream it with me. How do you do that? Set me up on Twitch so I can watch it. Make a watch party, Kirsten.James. Oh, my God. I want to watch it with you. <laughs> okay. I'm so excited. Next week. Next week. They were going to make a sequel about it I'm reading right now. No. Yeah, they were, and then it did, but it did so poorly. Yeah, it did poorly. Yeah. Art Aronson. not to. At Art Aronson on threads. Nice. Brian. Oh, really? I did uh, make a thread. Just I think, now? Like I think it was, during this podcast? No, back back in time, but I have done one thread. And Bud and I kind of did a little back and forth. So thank you, Bud. We're, we're ahead of the what game. Is, what is the verb? Is it to, I threaded? I uh, I think it's I, th- you know, you, you, I, I threat. No, I'm just joking. I, that, they haven't made a word for it. It should be needle. Uh, you just post. You just but post. That sounds aggressive. Threaded the needle. A needle. <laughs> Phantom thread. Needled. Uh, I'm at uh, I'm still at boytanothedj.com and uh, yeah I, I posted a new mix I've started posting new mixes again and Sweet. I've actually now if you have if you ever go to one of my mixes or listen to one of my mixes either on that uh, my website or on my mix cloud uh, you could subsequently go to Spotify and get a whole playlist um, if you follow me on Spotify or LinkedIn. hey nice. smart nice so, Good plan. Cool. Good plan. Not to not to promote the non-radio thing. <laughs> well, I was gonna say, Brian, I I did like that you uh, put an alternative mix up because it must it must be really interesting for you to see like so much really good quality music in this genre get dropped just in the last month since you left. Hey. Yeah. Well, I and I kind of figured so because like I left in January and January is still like the first two weeks especially is still typically quiet for for music mm-hmm. uh for music drops but yeah it was very exciting to and it was kind of be cool to be able to um 
experience that from a non-programmer ear. Yeah. You know, mm, to like, so sure. I, I knew like the Black Keys was the last thing that I added to the playlist before I left. Right. But then I was so stoked um, that uh, you guys uh, added, um, uh, shoot, which one? Um, My friend's sons? Nothing Matters. Oh, Not Last Dinner party. party. Yeah, Last Dinner Party. Oh, oh my God. Yes. Great ad. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I was stoked that you guys added that. Yeah, Mumford & Sons with Pharrell dropped um, after I left. Uh, so Great there was song. that, obviously, was, was kind of stoked that. It was like, oh, cool. We get to hear a Pearl Jam song, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. So it, it is really cool to be able to to hear all of that from a non-programmer's year. And then, like, at the same time, like, kind of get to then be excited in other genres as well, right? Like, oh, cool, a new J-Lo dropped or whatever, you know? Mm. Uh, just having having that kind of experience as, like, more just a li- music fan and listener. Oh, and plus, danger so. a DJ still. You put these playlists Yeah, and in. a DJ. And that's yeah. the thing that it'll it'll be a fun kind of challenge to sort of kind of keep up with in that, like, you know, I'm, I'm listening to a lot more things on Spotify now in terms of a lot, like I'm sort of paying attention to a lot more playlists, saving things, and then like adding them to like, okay, here's a private playlist that I've made for myself that I'm going to throw into like a mix later. And then I'll publicize that playlist like as sort of a, hey, if you like the track list from my my mix, here's, you know, just follow me on Spotify and there you can add those songs yourself. That's wicked. So, Great idea. Yeah. Paul Plastino. Yes. Where can we find you on the internet? On the internet, various places Ooh. at Paul Blasino. Not on threads. Oh yeah, now now on threads. No, no, it's no. On the he's last he's not, page. He, my he hasn't man. posted anything, so he's not officially on there. But you have <laughs> to request to follow him. I learned That's that the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> I DJ Friday afternoons at twitch.tv slash webmeisterbud, and I also play games on Thursdays and Sundays, and that's where you'll find me. This has been the Zones Geek Out Podcast, episode 277. Thank you so much for listening. Bye! The Geek Out Podcast is a production of The Zone at 91.3. The views expressed here are not necessarily those of this radio station. And really, some of those views are pretty stupid. I mean, come on. For more on-demand audio from The Zone, visit thezone.fm slash podcasts or the on-demand tab of our app. Thanks for listening, and thanks for being a zoner.